light button now and Everybody, uh, your your TV screen or whatever screen you're looking on, I am back. You're not seeing, you know, an apparition or something. You're not seeing a hologram. It is me, Joe Dubs, and it's episode 234 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I already said my name. What's the rest of the host? I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm a Wicked Pisser. I'm Zach. Wicked Pisser. No cranberry juice. Hard hours only. What do you? What do you? What do you, what do you got? Your period? Fuck it, a. <laughs> so anyway. What about it? <laughs> Dude, he, you punched Joey Bags. How the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> anyway, if you haven't noticed, we're going to be talking about The Departed um, because I had some personal stuff going on with my family and I had to miss last week. But they watched a really good movie, Bullet Train. It was a fun old movie. I'm pretty sure we're probably going to put it in our rankings because I've seen it. Um, the only thing I have to say about it is just from beginning to end, it's just a fucking ride <laughs> on a train. Mo- yes, it's literally on- about a ride on a train. There's literally mm-hmm. a snake on the train, and there's a fucking storyline about a water bottle. Go figure. But anyway, we're gonna be talking about the departed. With uh, a, a, it's funny how we started the whole mobster of love February thing, and it started off with the Irish, and it ended with the Irish, and both. Both movies had an all-star cast. <laughs> like the gangs in New York had an all-star cast, and then this fucking movie had an all-star cast. You had Mark Wahlberg, you had fucking Matt Damon, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, Mark uh, Sheen. Martin Sheen, that fucking guy, Vera Varmiga, the girl from the fucking Conjuring. I'm just gonna skip Alec Baldwin. Jeez, rude. Yeah. Uh, Trigger Happy McGee, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he's a straight shooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jack Nicholson. Tex himself. He said yes. that. He Jack said, Nich- he said like Nick- Jack Nichols' son or something. Oh, 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 he said it all weird. Yeah, he Jack was Nichols. That's what happens when New Yorkers try to make fun of Bostonians. Fred, yeah. Fred Cole, you gotta leave it to the Ruby Yankees down here in Appalachia. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's an all-star cast and it's about the Irish mob. Uh and it's it's funny because it does like that Goodfellas thing where it starts off with like all oh, these young people, you know, seeing Jack Nicholson being his mop. By the way, that 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 store scene is hilarious. Like he's like, you giving me this much money, this much money. And then he like buys the kid food and then he tells the girl to like, you know, get better looking or whatever. I forgot the terminology he used. Uh, but he was also like belitt- belittling her, and it ended up he just wasted all the money <laughs> and stuff. It, that, that that scene was so hilarious. Uh, but you have two people, you know, Matt Damon, whose the character's name is Colin, and Leonardo DiCaprio uh, was Billy. And Colin and Billy. This movie has so many fucking turns like Big Show in fucking WWE is crazy. <laughs> so fucking crazy 
He's like, heel turn, face turn, heel turn, face turn. But uh, I want to hear you guys' opinions about this movie. Like, you can go anywhere you guys want to go as far as what you liked about the movie. Uh, but uh, that's another thing that's uh, I didn't really pick on purpose. Martin Scorsese did Gangs of New York in this film. If I would have added Goodfellas, we would have had three fucking Martin uh, Scorsese's fucking films Scorsese's. in there. Then you might as well just thrown in Casino and we could have just done his mob movies. Yeah. Or we could have watched The Irishman if we had time for that. Yeah, if we had like fucking ten hours. It's five. Why does that bring <laughs> Irishman? Is that the... It's more recent. Has uh, yeah, Robert De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the Pesci De Niro. Yeah, okay. It's, I thought that movie's fucking sweet. It's... um. It's actually based on uh, some historical stuff, right? Like some truths sort about uh, sort of-ish, yeah, uh, it like loosely wraps the story around uh, the old dude that was in front uh, charge of the union. Sorry, I'm going down that rabbit hole. I just uh, my my brain's kind of like liquefying and melting out of my ears well, after you, today. So you know what you should do because what YouTube loves to do is they love to get like old mobster guys and be like. What the mobster guy will watch mobster movies and be like, oh yeah, that's a, that's what fucking happens over here. We fucking meatball and fucking we shoot a couple of guys and then. Oh, I, I remember Johnny two times. Yeah, he used to live over on the fucking Kent Street. We we really did cut the garlic with a razor blade so thin really that it melted it in the skillet. Right in the skillet. <laughs> liquefied right there when it hit the pan. <laughs> that, I still real. think about that to this day. I'm like, man, that sounds. I think so about it every good. time I cook spaghetti. Every <laughs> time I think about that scene. How can you not? Oh, so good. Maybe we should talk about The Departed, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about this movie. Jack Nicholson tries to do a Boston accent. <laughs> like, he goes in and out sometimes. But... I think Jack Nicholson's horsing around in this movie. I really He's think hor- so. Well, I, Jack Nicholson probably just started horsing around in the 90s and never gave up. I, uh, I I am aware that there's that scene where he has um, he has a Billy come in to talk to him, and he's like, oh, I'm looking for a rat, this fucking cheese-eating rat. And he's like making all these weird faces and shit, and he's drawing rats or something. He catches the paper on fire, and he's just like being a weirdo and spitting wine on it. And he goes to leave, and Mr. French starts talking to Billy, and um, Jack Nicholson, the actor, realized he left the picture on the table and he didn't think he was supposed to. So when he comes back and like takes it and interrupts them, that's that's a genuine reaction from Leonardo DiCaprio because that wasn't supposed to happen. It's just Jack Nicholson just horsing around in this movie. Well, <laughs> there, there was an interview with Matt Damon and it's on like YouTube like shorts now where they're having like an interview and he's like, the, you know, the scene where he's like, she felt funny when they shot the two people. Yeah. Jesus and, Frank, you need help. And apparently <laughs> he was supposed to shoot shoot them and it was supposed to say nothing. Or at least nothing to the line of she felt funny. He's like and then he started doing like uh Jack Nicholson, but you know it would be really funny if she fell over and said and said, Huh, she felt funny and then laughed. <laughs> like apparently that was improv. He was so, right, it was funny. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He was horsing around. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, we got Jack Nicholson on this movie set. I guess this is our lives for the next nine Son, months or however long we shot this movie for. Are you going to tell him no? No. <laughs> no. I, I don't think he's the only one who's horsing around. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. 
And honestly, Jack Nicholson, there's some like hammy moments, but it kind of works because like Frank's character, Costello's character is like kind of coming unglued at the seams throughout this because he's worried about the rat. He's worried about all this other shit. He's getting old and he's full of cocaine and just like there's all there's all these problems and it kind of makes sense. But I uh, he's only in the movie a little bit, but I do not like Alec Baldwin in this movie. And Dubs, <laughs> I know you love him, so I was worried about saying that. But no, no, it's, just, no. it's he's he's playing it like a goddamn comedy. Dude, he's like everybody can I speak to you for a second. You fucked this up. I'm so pissed off. Ugh, woo, I'm a cloud. It's just like <laughs> like everyone else is like you know. It's a little outrageous, but he's just like, he's like on 10 for some reason. Oh, let me make this straight. I like him, but he's not, he's not great on like a critique level of like this film. Every, like majority of the cast treat like Bostonians are fucking cartoon characters. (laughs) They are cartoon characters though. Like like if, 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 uh, if, if New Englanders were a race, this movie would be racist as shit. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty fair. All they just need is like them walking around just eating big ass cans of baked beans. Yeah, and fucking clam well, chowder. Boston baked beans, and clam chowder. And it's someone's <laughs> like, what would Tom Brady do? What yeah, would Tom Brady be do? Wearing a bunch of Patriots gear. I wear a bracelet say, that yeah. says that every day of my life. I've got one on my ankle too. WWTBD. <laughs> it pisses me off twice as much though because like everyone else is doing a real good job in a real great. A cop and in crime drama like uh, martin sheen's a great example like his yeah. portrayal of of a uh, police captain is fantastic he's great in this movie i needed more of him mm-hmm. well and, they didn't think so no that's true. They did not. <laughs> yeah. there's uh, martin sheen is one of them i will say matt damon kept it on the level he was just being matt fucking damon <laughs> like every time you look at matt damon that's him and every he's he's like that in Goodwill Hunting. He's like this in this movie. And I'm guarantee you if you watch another movie, he's gonna act the same way. Matt Damon's always Matt Damon. Yeah, a lot of people it, it's like stylish now to hate on Matt Damon because of those reasons. And it's oh Matt Damon, oh I'm stupid. Oh. But I think he's a good actor. I think he's fine. Like I'm not gonna I'm not saying like give him all the Oscars, but I think he's a good actor. I I like him. I think yeah, I've heard a record on the show saying this before. Matt Damon, I, I like Matt Damon in films, and he plays a good weasel. And I think in terms of some of the stuff he's done outside of that, like contributions to, to help others and services and stuff, he's, he seems like a relatively good person right. you know, compared to other people who were rich and famous. Uh, that being said, my wife fucking despises him mm-hmm. and only will watch a movie that has him in it if he either has just like a bit role she's not aware of or if he literally plays a weasel. Because she's like his fucking face. I can't. This deal one's with it. perfect. <laughs> he, he's a he fucking was, in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. He always has like a puzzled expression on his face, like this, this like, like his his eyebrows are always kind of slanted one way, and he's like, he just That's looks like Boston he no, people think. It's, yeah, it's like he he, no, he's just, in his mind. He's perpetually on the elevator, and he's like, "Who fought it?" Mark Wahlberg <laughs> knew what the fuck was going on the whole time. That guy was on. Dude, Mark pissed <laughs> off. Constantly. This, I loved I mean, it. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, and I just wanted to go out and say, like, this movie has like the trifecta of very, very famous, handsome white guy actors that it is stylish to hate. Because it's got Mark Wahlberg, it's got Matt Damon, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio, and all of those are ones that if you love film, you're supposed to be like, he's not as good as everyone says he is. Leonardo DiCaprio 
just screams a lot. He's yeah. not good at acting. Thank you, Mike. Yes, thank you for your contribution. But yeah, famously, Mike of Red Letter Media hates Leonardo DiCaprio because he just shouts. That's the only way he knows how to act is to shout. And I, I get it. <laughs> but all three of them are still really good actors. It's yeah. just stylish to hate them because they're popular. Like People want to be contrarian and be like, oh, I'm so special. I hate Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I don't like him at all. Sorry, not I'm everybody... So not everybody can be fucking Daniel Day Lewis and just like see under the surface quietly when they get angry. That's some true. These, some people these, get angry differently. If you rolled all three of them to a big old acting ball, they still wouldn't even come close to Daniel Day Lewis. I'm not saying they have to. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you don't like the white male acting fruit roll up that you just made? I, I take that. Really fucking angry. White male acting fruit roll up. You yeah. said it, brother. Yeah, it hadn't really yeah. occurred to me, and I guess it. I don't know if it makes sense or not. This movie is really white, isn't it? <laughs> I hadn't even really. It it's just Boston. Now, it well, just the struck they me kinda... that way. <laughs> you even made a joke about the uh, the black guy in the training uh, uh, deal with. Oh uh, right, yeah, you're already a black guy in Boston. And you don't need yeah. to have to that hard time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So um, I guess the no, they're, they're very self aware of how white they are. I don't I know mean, if that excuses it, but they drew attention to it. Also, yeah. this movie definitely fails the Bechdel test. <laughs> Because there's like two women in the whole movie, and they do not meet. <laughs> yeah, it, it also ages very well in terms of LGBT support. There, there, there's a lot of cursing of rabbits. Is this supposed to be a story that involves women? Yeah. Is this the kind of story that women need to be involved in? Not, not at all. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> in, in addition, it's funny that these fucking uh, men. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say something really uh, insensitive too. So go ahead. No, I don't want to say that, but. Uh... Uh, it's fine. It's playful. Uh, there's two. There's <laughs> there's two scenes that I kind of like laugh my ass off. Like uh, in the beginning when Matt and the fucking five minute quiz, and then like um, with uh, Alec Baldwin when he's talking to fucking Matt Damon, he's like, "You fucking get married. No, everybody knows you're not a homo." And like, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm just like, "What is this dialogue?" When, he, when, he, when he's when he's at the driving range, yeah, dude, it's so yeah. bizarre. That exactly. he, got, he got exposed, by the way. Like you couldn't tell he was like bloated as fuck, uh, like in the whole movie until he was at the driving range wearing a polo shirt, and it was like, hmm. "God damn, what happened? Did he gain like forty pounds between scenes?" Yeah, rough. Thirty yeah. rock. Yeah, uh, thirty rock. He was in thirty totally. rock mode. That might explain everything. Yep, funny and fat. Yep, more. Where? Yeah. Uh, fat. Uh, yeah. Where, where I was going with this is Martin Sheen was really good, and I'm not saying like Matt Damon yep. wasn't good. It's just He's like Mar Martin Scorsese just told like everybody in the film, like, "Hey, you're all Boston. I want you to turn that up to a fucking twenty. And Mark Wahlberg goes to fucking twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, Madeline uh, Ver Vera Varmiga, I don't know if I'm saying her fucking name right. The the lady from The Conjuring, and she's also from the show Bates Motel. As I wonder, I, I haven't seen her in anything else ever. Yeah, except yeah Bates Motel is what I like recognize her mostly from, as far as remembering her. And then The Conjuring, like you said, yeah, she was fine. Um, she got, she got fucked like royally. Well, yeah, she got fucked by Billy, but uh, she got like used in a way she got used in a way like billy kind of liked her but in her eyes she's probably going to be like oh you were a cop and you were probably investigating uh colin and stuff because he ends up sending the you know the tape to her with uh colin talking to 
Costello. You don't think it's genuine affection? I, it's genuine affection on Billy's end, but on her end, she's probably like, this fucking guy fucking used me. Even though she went to the funeral at the end and, and felt bad. But, like, if he was still alive, I guarantee you they would be like, well, you fucking investigated me. <laughs> like, you were investigating Colin and stuff, and you were, you were a fucking cop. Well, if she if she would have learned all the, every everything, if she would learned everything, if she would have seen what we saw, I, yeah. I don't know if she would have been a pessimist I, about it. I took that more as her just making her decision, because he's like, you got to make a decision, you know, and fucking, mm-hmm. she did. She stuck with uh, Colin. She stuck with Colin. And... <laughs> Got it in the colon in the end. Yeah, it was the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? By the way, her stereo system pissed me off. By the way, because I know it's like worth fucking ten thousand dollars even in today's money. That, that annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Leo's character in in this movie? Like he like I like Leo, but there is times where I. I don't know. It, it felt off in this film for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. He's he's Leo. He yells a lot. Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> yeah. He punched weird how? Like you can't, just weird or I don't know. It's like it's probably the yelling. The yelling probably got me where I was just like it, it stop yelling. It. <laughs> I'm just I was I'm kidding about that, but like uh to me he perfectly sold the fact that he's like wound tighter than like you know, trying to overwind a Swiss watch and all the gears fly out of it. Shit. Uh, mm. Like, he's like, I need Valium. <laughs> just like, Give me drugs. And he's, he's like smoking all the way down to like the filter. And he's like, he's, he's nervous. And he's always like just looking around everywhere. Really sold me on the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to give him credit where credit's due. When he fucking swats that fucking coffee cup out of fucking Mark Wahlberg's fucking hand, no spillage. Dude fucking cleared everybody without getting any coffee on them. I was, I, was like, huh? I, I was really impressed when he held his hand up like this. And he's like, you see this? Perfectly still. It doesn't move at all. I don't flinch. <laughs> Just... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I liked him in this. I, I like Leo generally. Like, uh, yeah, to some extent, some of the other movies he's in, he kind of acts the same. But that goes to that thing where there's like, there's just some guys who just... They're kind of them, and they get dropped in a different role. And sometimes they play it differently. Sometimes they don't. Martin Scorsese, does does he have a theme in his movies where it's all about corruption? Because Gangs of New York was all, all about corruption between the government and, and the gangs. And I this, mean, He's made so many movies, though. I don't know if all of them would have that theme to them. I mean, they're kind of all over the place, I think. I mean... Aren't just gangster movies in general about corruption? Yeah, exactly. It's about crime. You know, it's yeah. Organized crime is corruption. It's all. It's literally just corruption and collusion to get around being able to commit said crime. I mean, it's all corruption of you know the human soul. It's you know, crime is the. It's supposed to be the easy way to to money and power, but crime never pays, as we've learned. Mm-hmm. No, you get shot in. You fall into like a fucking dump, like a dump truck thing or whatever. <laughs> you know, more I talk about this film, the more I'm just like, why did I put this? I'll get to the. It's higher than uh, the uh, gangs in New York, and I'm starting to think about this. I'm like, 
Yeah, I peeked at your rankings. We're gonna have. We need to save some time for some debate. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to set aside some time in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. There's a whole lot else to say about the movie other than again, it's another Scorsese film. It's it's about. I mean, it's about organized crime within Boston. It's just a different network of of the same thing. You know, but that's kind of my good. problem with it. Is it's like the. Like, if every Scorsese crime movie was an ice cream, I feel like this one would be vanilla. This one would be, like, just... I mean, it's it's really good. It's it's Martin Scorsese. He can't make a bad crime movie. I don't think he's capable. Even Mean Streets is, like, pretty damn good. But there's something about this one that's, like... I, I think because it's an adaptation of a completely different movie, maybe, because it kind of feels... I don't know. It feels less uh, dynamic than a lot of his other crime movies. You know, this doesn't like kind of like gangs in new york I, maybe it's because i haven't seen enough of his movies but to me this one and the other one don't really feel like martin scorsese movies to me they don't feel like prototypical like yeah there's like some rolling stone songs and shit and departed but of course like, there is yeah <laughs> for the, but other than that there's really no tells that it's a martin scorsese movie in my opinion <laughs> but i could be wrong my thing, because I'm starting to think of it, I'm a big sucker for like twist. Hence why I like Twilight Zone a lot, is because it always has that twist. And I used to be a big M. Night Shyamalan mark uh, when it came to the twist and all that stuff. So when I initially watched this, and I always get like sidetracked somehow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why am I always surprised at this stupid like turning at the end and stuff? But it, when I, Think about it. It's so cartoonish. Like when he gets to the elevator, right? And he's uh, the cop's name is Brown, right? The black that yeah, the, 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 there's one black guy, Anthony Henderson. Yeah, they named him Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Officer Brown or something. Yeah. He he like he uh, Billy calls Brown and, and says about the corruption of Colin and corruption of the Colin. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he goes down the elevator. And then fucking Billy gets shot. And then <laughs> the other guy comes in, uh, Barrigan, the guy that was the partner for Colin, uh, Colin, whatever his fucking name is. I'm just going mad, Dan. Just call him Colin. Yeah, Colin. Uh, and, you know, he shoots Brown. And then Matt Damon shoots him. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then, you know. Colin goes into his apartment after the funeral and there's fucking Mark Wahlberg. He's another fucking plant. There's so many plants in this fucking movie. That, He's that, not... Uh, Marky Mark's not a plant. He's getting revenge. Yeah, Marky Mark's just straight up revenge because he knows what happened and he's he's revenge yeah. killing him for taking out his uh, uh, his fucking uh, senior. Yeah, for killing uh, Mark Sheen. That's what yeah. you think it's happened? It's That's, revenge for Queen and, it, and it's revenge for Billy. Is that like, a it's, fact? It's revenge for everything. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, like they—they they never give anything to infer that Mark Wahlberg was corrupted and how pissed he was. I mean, it, again, we said it before. Mark, Mark Wahlberg is the most Boston thing in this movie, no, and yeah. and and I, for lack of, I disagree. Trying, no, that, that's that's Mark Wahlberg going one hundred percent vigilante cop at the end. That is that is yeah one hundred percent, which is why it's so good because you think that the guy gets away, the you rat gets away with yeah. everything, and he gets fucking taken out. So you're like, fucking justice, and the, this is exactly why I put this movie where I did. The last forty five seconds of this movie are so satisfying. Yeah, shit. <laughs> 
Uh, now, now I'm sorry. Like I, says, I just want okay. to the rankings. He says, ah. "Okay." He says, wow. And oh, then, and then he doesn't say anything to him. He just puts a bullet in his face and then leaves. It, oh, it's so good. The end of this movie is so great. Zach, <laughs> what do you think? Because I think we're in the same. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you actually because here's the thing like you guys can take up for him if you want but the fact of the matter is for one thing you could say he's overacting and acting like a huge asshole the whole time just to get suspicion off of him two you never actually see him do he just disappears from the movie for a while and you never really see him do much of anything well yeah because he says uh you don't have to you don't have to give me two weeks of leave i fucking quit or something like that and he, he walks out I know that, but also he's always like kind of he's like always deflecting shit in terms of like whenever Billy's trying to call him, he's like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not helping you. Fuck you. Bye. And he hangs up on him and all this other stuff. It's just to me, like to me, you can't 100 percent buy that. He's he's a vigilante. Also, you can't 100 percent buy that. He's a plant because who is he? What do you think he's doing? I thought because it's like, okay, for example, that other guy that was in there. At the scene where they all shoot each other, like Dubs was just making fun of, who the fuck was that guy? How did how, all of a sudden that guy was in on the inside with for Costello too? We never saw him or knew who he was. That's what he says. He says, "Yeah, well, who's to say? Who's to say? Wal- who's to say? Wahlberg wouldn't be either." Well, because uh, because uh, Costello spends the whole second half of the movie wondering about who the mole is. I know. Well, yeah, if, he, if Mark Wahlberg worked for him, why wouldn't he just tell him? Oh, the other guy worked for. Well, I don't know. It's but that's what I'm saying though. They pulled this other guy out of their ass. Out of the script did that we didn't even ever fucking know. Okay. Was there. Well, he was I, like I, part of his task force or something. Like I want to. I want to read something because I, I went this route. I just simply wanted to see if there was another thing out there or a theory. And this is from a Reddit post like nine years ago, but whatever. But uh, Detective <laughs> oh, Sergeant Reddit. Dignam. Okay, I was... <laughs> oh, it, Sergeant Dignam in The Departed is also a rat. Uh, and it goes about how at the end it it seems that it's a revenge kill, but watching the second time, I believe he's actually a rat for the FBI. Uh, that that makes sense. Yeah, you can sell yeah. me on that easy. Basically, basically at the end, yeah, it totally does. Now that I've read it, it's like if you think about how everything happens, it's literally a snake eating its own tail to just close the loop, and that's exactly why he kills the guy in the moment he finds out that there was another rat for Costello. But it makes sense that the FBI would want someone else on the inside. That would be a rat that's actually keeping things kind of steady where they're at until everything kind of pops. And that's what happens. Basically, as soon as Costello dies, shit falls apart, and they've got to clean shit up. So each person is individually thinking they're taking care of closing that loop, but ultimately he is the one person that needs to do it. He's the actual cleaner for them because the FBI, who's over all of it, needs that person to sweep the mess under the rug, and it's, it's done. Yeah, so it yeah, actually that, that makes, makes perfect sense, sense that he's... he's a, so I, I I will concede as much as it's satisfying to see because personally you want him to die, it makes sense that that Dignam was also a rat. The, so. yeah, the first the first time I watched the movie, that was my my thought was, oh, he must just be another fucking uh, gangster asshole. But then like when I watched it this time, I'm like he must be connected to the FBI. That's that's actually what I thought. Yeah. yeah, and apparently there are pictures. There it says here there are pictures of Costello with the FBI agent at the sign of the task force for finding Costello, and uh, and then there's uh, there's apparently some information that suggests that person was in contact with Dignam beforehand. So you know, it, there's even too, like context. It's interesting too. Do you remember who plays the FBI liaison with the police officer in the movie? It's Mark Wahlberg's real life brother. 
Oh, yeah. Donnie! Donnie! <laughs> oh, As we know, he's a blue blood, so there you go. Well, he's yeah. got more than one brother. It's Robert, I think. Oh, Robert, yeah. Donnie, John Cena. Yeah. yeah John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> And they, but they, but really though, I th- I think that this actually holds weight. I, it actually makes sense that he is. And the other thing that always didn't make sense to me with this is that he is such a vigilante. That he, he waits at the end and does what he does, and it's great. But for him to like blow off the handle, it's not characteristic of his. Like it doesn't fit his character's behavior. Like he's the type of guy that would totally just like barge in and kick the door fucking down and just like storm in or like interrupt when the like the at the heat of the moment. Like he would have followed. Um, uh, Billy at toward the end, and he actually would have been a part of that whole situation and would have been involved in a, in a you know a firefight right then and there. So I, it makes sense that he was he just disappears and then shows up right at the very end, and it seems satisfying. But actually, he was he was in on the whole thing. Well, here here's the thing that FBI thing makes a lot more sense because in the investigation. It was always the state police and the fucking FBI hiding information from each other. And what would be a better way to have the FBI, who is Mark Wahlberg, with Martin Sheen, finding out who the undercover officer is and all that stuff. So that kind of makes sense to, you know, uh, get all the loose ends uh, done. But where where it kind of gets shaky a little bit. If it was FBI, it would have been a lot more cleaner. Because think about it. When he's coming in the office, Colin is very, like, let's talk about this. And all Mark Wahlberg had to say is, shut the door, you, you know, you F-word. And uh, and you shoot him, and then you leave. He shoots him. Fucking blood is splattered into the fucking hallway. And he, the, the only thing I could think of is, like, that's also gang shit, too, in a he way. Used a, he used a suppressor. Yeah, he's either a suppressor. He's wearing shit to make sure he doesn't have fingerprints. Like that, it's a professional hit job. He he just makes it. He actually makes it look like it's like a, a break in, or looks like something all of a sudden, in order to make it seem like it 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 wasn't a, an intentional hit or anything. Like he, it's to me like it actually makes even more sense that it was is a like a premeditated thing. But uh, the other thing too is, um, like you had said. At the end, they, they sort of talk about it. He doesn't, like, waste any time with it. I still think he has personal feelings there. Like, I, I don't think it loses any value in the fact that we want him to die. Like, you, you want oh, yeah. him to get his fucking die. face shot. Yeah, because he's a, he's a dirty fucking rat. Like, you, and he got the, the guy's uh, captain killed. So, I get that he, he wants him he wants him killed. But he also has, like, this other objective Again, to me, it makes way more sense that's there. And if there's anything to learn from a Scorsese film, even with Gangs of New York, it's that the U.S. government will will clean their shit up, whether it is by just outright brute force or if they'll just sweep it under the rug. So, I mean, both movies, that's that's what happens at the end if you kind of look at it that way. That's uh, true, too. I still yeah. like that part where Alec Baldwin is like, hey, uh, fucking get, take two weeks, fucking leave. I'd rather get my fucking papers. <laughs> <laughs> and, he fucking, <laughs> and he like leaves but like it also weirds me out too because he's like i'm still gonna give him two weeks with leave and then he walks out yeah and, because he works for the fbi yeah exactly and, like he knows that like <laughs> actually might be he's not even pissed it, it, like if we look at it from that like whole perspective he may not even care that his captain died he might be pissed because he's thinking his whole cover's blown and everything's fucked now and he doesn't know what to do but 
all he knows is he has an escape plan. If he cleans the mess up at the end, Costello dies, he cleans up all of the loose ends, then he he has a clean job with the FBI. I, I think I think even if he does work for the FBI, I think there's still some passion in it because of Queen Inn's killing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree too. I, I, I think so too. I think what what sucks is that all parties didn't want him to die, Martin Sheen to die. Because mm-hmm. what Matt Damon's character was trying to do is he was trying to find out who the, the rat or the person inside Costello's group is. And what he was using he was using the police department to do that uh mission which went haywire because of all the plants that are happening, everybody's cell phoning each other. The fucking gang is heading there. The cops like, we got to fucking death the rights. Let's fucking shoot them. And he, <laughs> they have a fucking shootout. And then they go into the building and then they fucking toss him out of the, the building and die. So mm-hmm. all parties didn't want that to happen, but yeah. Colin doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's the only thing he, he kind of just shakes it off like, fuck, I did not. It, it's He's more selfish that he has a dead cop on his hands now that is going to make it a lot harder for him to be on the inside because people are like, oh, we got rats now. Now we got to keep everything disclosed uh, to other officers, which yeah. what kind of pisses me off because my dad's a cop and I know how some of the things work where Internal affairs is never inside the police station. Internal affairs are usually outside. So it, it boggled my mind that both the FBI, the state police, and the internal affairs were all in one building. Now, you could say the FBI just uh, joined up because they, yeah, they, a... they said it's like their liaison. Like, he's just there to, like, look over their shoulder. I don't, I don't think that's his actual office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but they did the whole like cadet thing. Like you had Billy and Collins characters and stuff. Like uh, Matt Damon comes in. He's like, "You a fucking cop? Or you a fucking you you know you fucking do it again? You going over there? I just want to know who I'm fucking talking to. Bye." And then he's like, Matt Damon goes to his little fucking corner and shit. And, <laughs> and then then when fucking Billy comes in, fucking Matt Damon, uh, Matt, uh, Mark Wahlberg character is like grilling Billy. He's like, you ain't a fucking cop. <laughs> You're going to go on the inside and stuff. I, I, I like how that transpired in a way. But I also was like, this is kind of bullshit because internal affairs would never be in the same building. But oh. uh, I digress. Yeah. I do think there's something to this. It would I think it would counter the the argument that Andy made a little bit about how it is like the vanilla movie. Uh, again, I, I think it's it's more of a strawberry, but it's just like a generic thing. But uh, one thing about this movie that I love is that there is a, there's an immense amount of tension that just continues to build and build. Yep. And you have all these layers of different rats to the point that you really don't know who every single person is actually aligned with. And it becomes this like multi-layered like chessboard type of movement. Like to me, that that becomes really interesting. That doesn't always happen with some of these movies. Sometimes it really is as simple as, oh, they, they got our fucking drugs. Oh, they got our fucking money. Let's shoot them. Like it, it's just more straightforward. And that's not necessarily bad either. Sometimes it's easier if it's just good versus bad or, or you know, two diff- opposing people. But this gets really tense because of all the little counterplay and different things that they're doing. Uh, and it's it, to me, I think it's interesting to see it unfold. Well, think uh, about it. Yeah. Everybody. Seemed to be a plant, right? Because that one guy that got shot during the the whole part where Martin Sheen's character dies, that apparently that guy was a cop. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Literally, the only person that wasn't was, was fucking Anthony Anderson's character. He's the only guy that was just like a nice cop. <laughs> He's like a decent cop. And he gets fucking killed for it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know how I know you're not a cop. You're not paying attention to me. Remember when that seems really, funny. Yeah, that, that is, yeah. What? And and then you know, I we're also missing the big also twist again is Jack Nicholson's character was a FBI informant. Yeah, yeah. Frank's giving people up to the FBI. I wanted to say though, to Chucky's point or Chaz's point, um, you were saying you love this movie because there's so many twists in it. There are some twists, but I think you're conflating twists with the tension he's talking about no i didn't say i didn't say twists i I said no i said but dub said twists you said oh yeah yeah no tension i see what you're saying i'm saying i'm saying like there are a couple twists in that uh frank's working with the fbi there's another mob plant in the police office in the uh, i can't remember he's part of his task force or something regardless there's a few actual twists but i think what you're in love with is that tension i think it's really just Mm -hmm. you you know as the viewer who everyone is and i think that's like if we didn't know if for some reason the whole movie followed either matt damon or leo and then at the end you find out the other character was was their counterpart I don't think it would be as satisfying as seeing the whole movie. They keep just missing each other. They they're fucking the same woman. They're working <laughs> in the same building. They're both talking to Frank all the time. They're both like just missing each other the whole movie. That's what's thrilling, and it's yeah. that tension I think that is why well, everyone's I, in love with with this movie, including me. I still I, I still think it defines as a twist because like what I was leading to before when the whole shooty tappy thing, like. That started getting really cartoony to me. He's like, I'm a bad guy, or I'm I'm the not the person you thought I was. Bang. And then like obviously we get the the final bang, which is Mark Wahlberg's character. And yeah, I I liked it at first, but then when I think about it, it's very cartoony. And it goes along with the how this movie was when it's like this Boston cartoonies, you know, dialogue. And then have this like almost cartoonish ending where it's like, I'm taking off my disguise because like finding out that one guy who got shot was a cop and then like fucking Jack Nicholson character just didn't give a shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I knew he's a fucking cop. It was more like he just didn't care. or didn't believe it necessarily. He was like, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then some of the, some of the guys didn't believe it, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the I think the movie does turn on its head right at that end because it just becomes so rapid. But that's just because all the tension comes to a head, and they've really stuck more to okay, everyone has the potential to be a fucking rat. Like everyone is is involved and in, in planted somewhere. It has some type of you know ulterior motive to whatever they're doing, and then and then eventually, like again, basically the moment that uh, Costello dies. They, they just start popping each other in the fucking head because everyone thinks they need to clean this mess. It, it's literally more of, oh, if this person dies, the mess is clean. But each step along the way, they realize like that each person is like, oh, no, it's like that scene. What's the, the movie where the person has a gun pointed to them, but then another person's behind them in the church pew and they have a gun pointed to them. And then there's a guy up in the, the fucking balcony and he's got a, a, a fucking standoff. 
yeah, like, well, not, not necessarily Mexican standoff because that would He's be describing the meme. Forward. I don't know what movie it's. It's from. that it's yeah. I don't remember the meme or the the movie it's from. It's that meme of like you think that you're cleaning your last mess because you're like right there, but someone behind you is cleaning you up because you're also a mess. Like it's just it, it's a continuing line, and that's literally what happens at the end of this movie. Uh, to me, that's more of the. A surprise thing on how it, and how things kind of tie up and go, but uh, it's more just these levels of tension and layers that you really, un, like, uh, uh, you peel back and you realize that those are like this new information that's there that changes kind of how you think about it. And you go, oh shit, that dirty rat! Ah oh, shit, that dirty rat! Like that's really what it really is, uh, at least to me. But rather than it being a total shock or anything, but uh, I 100% agree with Andy. The the narrative works because you have these two people that are just like passing ships in the night. Like they, they never truly interact with each other until things come to a head. Uh, and it's funny. They never realize either like how intertwined their lives are. Like that never, they, there's never like a blow off to realize that because I mean, they fucking die. So mm-hmm. just interesting how that goes, but, but I mean, I, let me tell you this: this movie's full of fucking diesels. To reference last week, there's a lot of diesels in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But I'm lost. What 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 is diesels? Oh, bullet train, the Thomas Tank Engine. Oh, yeah, I, you had to be there. <laughs> I got a question for you guys because of everybody knew Colin, right, in the Irish Gang. Is that a, uh, is that a fact? Because when he's acting like the lawyer, dude. No, um, I think this is Frank. Just Frank. Yeah. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so well, too. He, even when he's talking to that guy with the raspy voice, he doesn't. He says, "Who are you? Who are you?" He says, "You need to call your mother and tell you you're not going to be home for supper." And then he just. I think he needed another lawyer, and he just leaves. I, I think this whole movie's a mind fuck. I think it's supposed to be a mind fuck, and that's what. Martin Scorsese's doing, where he's like, you don't know who's the good guy and the bad guy. They could all be bad guys. I, I don't know. I think it's all there. I think you just you gotta you gotta dredge up. No, Leo's definitely cool. his role's clearly defined in who he is and what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, because <laughs> he's literally the good guy because he's literally having a fucking panic attack and like he's fucking downing uh, pills just to be undercover and shit he's yeah most pills. of the characters really are i mean like leo clearly a good guy matt damon clearly a weasel uh yeah. jack nicholson clearly a, a crazy crime oh. guy uh mr french clearly a psychopath mass murderer like he even says when he's talking to the psychiatrist he says he's standing there with a mass fucking murderer like you know so mr french no question there uh queen and i feel like pretty well defined uh madeline pretty well defined Really, it's just it's it's just one or two monkey wrenches in there that's that throws the whole thing like everything jumps off the rails as soon as you get one car of the train off the rails. The bullet train. The guy, the cousin uh, of Billy, uh, Kevin Corrigan's character. <laughs> I I always like that Martin puts him in films because he was in Goodfellas. He was the brother in the wheelchair. Oh, the guy he's doing drug deals with. Quit yeah. doing, quit doing drug deals with your jerk off cousin or whatever they say. Yeah. yeah, he he's he's always in in his films, and I always laugh. I'm like, hey, it's the guy from Goodfellas who stirred the fucking sauce in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, overall, I like this film. I had a good time. Um, Apparently, I, you liked it a lot. 
I did like it a lot. It's probably because of all the fucking cartoonish fucking Boston accents. <laughs> I was just laughing my ass off. And it's just like the dialogue is very 2006 where it's very freely gamer words galore and, you know, just people having conversations. <laughs> and it's just... I liked it. I did change my ranking a little bit because when I think about it, I'm just like, it's not a strong film compared to the others. You you put it at two spots, it looks like. <laughs> oh, did I? No, I liked it so good, it's on my list twice. <laughs> <laughs> that or mine hasn't updated or something. I don't know. I, it sounds like we're wrapping it up a little bit. I really wanted, especially after we got a delay, to watch um, the Infernal Affairs trilogy because mm. it's what this is based on. It, it's a series of three movies uh, from Hong Kong, and it's what they took the story for The Departed from. And Criterion put it out like last year or maybe just before last year. And I was kind of waiting for the flash sale because they always do one at the beginning of March, but they're dragging their feet this year. But I really hope to pick it up, maybe report a future episode about how good it is or bad. Who knows? <laughs> I, I did it again. There's two. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> You're missing- you know, the Departed's first, and it's also the third. Yeah. Zach, what, Zach, what do you think about The Departed? Or Chaz? Yeah. Yeah, Chaz, what, what do you think? Oh, I love this movie. This is what, like, I remember like growing up, This is I, I was really deep and edgy, so this was like, oh, I love this. This <laughs> is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, but no, really, I, I, I still do love it. I think it's a great film. Highly recommend it if someone's looking to watch a, a crime movie. Or just in general. Like I just generally would recommend this movie. Uh, to most people, probably not children, but uh, no, fuck it. Children, too. Kids should watch it. They'd it, learn a lot. Yes. Uh, Especially dialogue or vo- vocabulary, I mean to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, so that's that's that. There's two movies, like, I like know all the dialogue. It's this movie and fucking Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like. <laughs> like, I should have watched that. Because <laughs> yeah. every time when I get to Quentin Tarantino's fucking place, when they have to clean up the fucking car, he talks about DNS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Jules, is, and Jules is like fucking like calm down. This is some gourmet shit. But they're, I talk, they're talking about DNS servers. Yes. DNS, yeah. What, right. is, what does yeah. DNS mean? That's yeah. gonna be really fun to cover in the future. Can't wait to talk about that. Oh man. Oh boy. Does he bitch? Because he look like a bitch, English motherfucker. Do you speak it? No, yeah, that that no, is highly quotable too. Something, no, something, back something. In high school. Yeah, everyone, exactly. Everyone knows all of those scenes. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. <laughs> uh, Zach, what's what's your final thoughts and recommendation? Uh, great movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked it back when I first watched it. I want. I watched, This is funny. Uh, I watched it when it released in theaters and. I thought it was great back then, and um, I never watched it again. And I was watching it today before the show, and I was having some issues because, like, I don't know what was going on. Like, my internet was just being laggy when I was watching it. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to – this might fuck me up in terms of being on time or or whatever. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm pretty sure I bought this movie – uh, and I, I went to go dig it out of my DVD pile, and I did, and I pulled it out. And <laughs> I bought it, never watched it after I bought it. It was still in the cell fade wrapper. I got a copy of The Departed 
the full screen edition on DVD. That's how fucking <laughs> that's how long ago it was. I had a very similar experience. I was like, oh man, this isn't streaming or anything. I wish I owned this movie. Do I own this movie? I just went and looked on the shelf and like, yeah, there it is. I owned, I had the departed on DVD. <laughs> we, we all, yeah, apparently did that. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, I mean, I gotta find this. And I looked up, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that that's that's good. Every everyone had owned it. Actually, I don't think I'd ever watched my copy either. See, I, I think I think if you get into to crime films, I think this just materializes in your home. I think you just get it. You don't have yeah. to buy it; you just have it. It's yeah. one of those altered objects in control. You just that, <laughs> right. there's fucking departed shows up in your house. You don't even know how it got there. I guess I am the departed. I'm okay with this. I always. <laughs> I always did this lore in my head, like a parallel uh, world where in Goodwill Hunting, like Robin Williams' character dies too early, and and Matt, Matt Damon's character like goes on the deep end, and he becomes <laughs> he goes to this Irish gang with fucking Jack Nicholson, and it's just a sequel to Goodwill Hunting. So that's my lore. So, oh, I'll say. Yeah, I, I think it goes in, in a different setting. Mark Wahlberg's character becomes Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. You fucking Fun retarded? Times. What are you, a fucking orphan? <laughs> Let's, rank hey, Let's rank him. Let's rank him. No, Let's rank, rank him. Let's rank him. Let's rank him. Rank him. hurt. Dubs rack him. completely wuss out and just change. You changed everything. You, you just changed your ranking to my ranking. Yeah, he was like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Fucking Dubs became Andy's prison bitch during the gangster movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking put it. He even put the I fucking mean, I, handkerchief in his back I pocket. Agree, He's I agree. It's it. a good way to go. I think you've got it in the right order, but for, for, the, for the listeners, for the viewers, when we started recording, Dubs had the departed at number one. Yeah, and I, I I told you during the thing I started talking about it, like it's just it got we didn't very... say it was bad. We all agreed. We like it. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I like yeah, it. But... It got cartoony at the end. Like I started thinking about it. Like gangs in New York had a fuck. Well, even though it was historic and like sad that like Lincoln just killed all those fucking people, but like, <laughs> like it had a good story. And this one is just like, not a good story. It's a good story, but listen to like, me. I'm depending on the Departed or Gangs of New York. I have Gangs of New York at number one as well. So I mean, come on, let's rank yeah. it. I, I, let's 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 rank. It. High Sierra is number five, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, yeah. High Sierra, you were fine. It's just come yeah, on. if we're gonna if we're gonna all unveil what our rankings are, I, I would like to go last. I mean, some some of them are obvious. Like I think we can agree on number five. Um. And then I think we're going to have, like, I just about slipped Bullet Train in a little higher, but I started thinking about it. Nah, The Departed's a better film. I like Departed a little better. Uh, I got uh, High Sierra at five, Bullet Train at four, Departed at three, Cops versus Thugs at two, Gangs of uh, New York at number one. Gangs of New York is great. I'll, I'll watch that movie anytime. Yeah. And Cops versus Thugs, I, I was prepared to defend my point on that, but here's Dubs agreeing with me, I guess. Uh, I just love yakuza movies from the 70s they just have like this weird feeling to them that you, you can't you can't duplicate i just love them it, it yeah. has it has and i hate saying this fucking word because of uh gen z fuckers but like hops versus thugs has that vibe that 70s vibe where it's just like yakuza and they're all trying to be all cool and shit even though like that's how they dressed back in the day but like you seeing it you don't need to say that. The fucking first intro in the movie is. Yeah, 
I mean, it's yeah. funky as shit. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah, it is a whole vibe. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Please, that's, that's what makes this hard. This is basically four great movies and High Sierra. And also High Sierra, we watched. Yeah. <laughs> I, but yeah, Cops versus Thugs is the kind of thing that like I'm prepared to let it take a couple of hits on the final ranking because it's just a very me kind of thing to like. But uh, man, it's so good. And again, you chose a, a good movie, but I wouldn't even put it in my top five. Yakuza movies. I don't even know who would make the top. Have, have I seen enough to say top, top ten? Wouldn't make top five anyway. And it's still really good. So, but anyway, um, Dubs well, doesn't we, have his ranking because he just copied Andy. Yeah, Dubs' ranking is my ranking, which <laughs> yeah. makes it correct. So let me let me answer because you were asking like, why did I put it at number one? And I'm just. I would have took a fucking cop out answers because, like, it's just my opinion, man. For <laughs> man, that's fine. I mean, already we can declare gangs in New York as number one. It looks like. Yes, I guess we could talk about unless Chaz the... wants to make an impassioned defense for whatever he's got at number one, which is probably well, gangs in New York. Honestly, no, it's probably uh, bullet train. Fuck me. That's that's what he put at number one and two. Uh, I wanted to read my my uh, my lines here. Let me let me just. Since we're already there, at number one I have ah, at number two I have fuck me, three my head, number four God why, number five High Sierra, because while we've sat here I have actually put three of the four movies we talked about at number one just sitting here like pissing around. I really can't make my my mind up on where I want to rank them all. I mean, uh, we, can, we can we can we'll go over Zach's and we'll just hold work on. it out. Hold yeah. on, it. wait a second. Time fucking out. Technical foul on Chaz here. I wrote in the Facebook Messenger, I said, Yeah, I gotta rank these films. You respond, easy. Easy. <laughs> That's right. <he> did. <laughs> That's right. Easy. You're a liar. <laughs> well, you just don't do it. <laughs> You're yeah, really listen. good at that. You're good at lying. Yeah, in the chat, that was my brain. This is my brain on drugs. <laughs> I, I'm fucking scrambled eggs right now. I'm sitting here trying to think about different scenes, and I'm like, all oh, this happened in The Departed. I'm just, so, just here we are. You. So you don't know which one's number one? <laughs> no, I do. I've, I've got mine. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> he was fucking now. around with us. Zach, sorry. what's yours? I, I, I fucked around on your shit. I'm sorry, Chaz. <laughs> uh, yeah, High Sierra at 5, Cops, Thugs, 4. Uh, High Sierra 6.7, Cops, Thugs, 6.9. Uh, Bullet Train, uh, three, eight, uh, departed, two, 8.4. Uh, oh, Gangs of New York and Departed have a, a, a tie on score for you. It's a tie score, but uh, I like uh, I like Gangs of New York better. So. All right, Chez, I want to hear your reasoning on number one at Departed. Okay, so this I put it there because uh, Mama Raisin a bitch, and I originally had it there, and I, I'm not a fucking knock, so I kept it. <laughs> he called me a uh, bitch. No, <laughs> 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 so, uh, just just so because I don't want it to just be like so just conformed. I, I'm doing it for the sake of it. I truly have the Departed and Gangs of New York in my own mind, just like how Zach has them. Like to mm -hmm. me, they are right neck and neck in terms of how I look at them. Honestly, depending on the day, I'd probably pick one over the other. So I am not at all going to argue in our final ranking. Gangs of New York is number one. That's fine. But to mm -hmm. me, the Departed, especially because I had only watched so many of these types of films when I was a little bit younger, this movie stuck out to me, especially because of how tense it was. And then the ending of it, uh, yeah. Or how, how it, it like it really it leaves an impression. 
I um, always remember the ending of this movie. Like, exactly. The, like last, that, the last 15, 20 minutes of it, whatever. Yeah, and I think to me that's that's really what sticks most uh, in terms of what I remember. Uh, don't get me wrong. Gang, it's funny. Gangs of New York, I said this when we started this. Gangs of New York has one of my favorite uh, starts to a film. And The Departed has one of my favorite endings to a film. Yeah. Of and these. We watched one and then we finished it with was. the other. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I get what you guys are saying about The Departed. The Departed is a, a masterpiece. It's a great movie. I think I might have watched it like a few too many times in college. I don't even watch it that many times, like two or three times maybe. <laughs> but it's just part of the reason I'm a little down on it sometimes, like calling it vanilla ice cream, for instance. Like the movie's fantastic. But it's just I like Goodfellas better. I like Taxi Driver better. I like Gangs of New York better. I like uh, – I like. I think I like The Irishman better. I think I like Raging Bull better. It's just – I don't. <laughs> it's like a good it's really good but he scorsese just has all these other movies that i like better isn't I think bronx tale bronx tale by martin scorsese too? well i don't think so i don't know i don't think i so. think that's the other thing for me though too is because i i didn't really dive a lot deeper i mean yeah i'd, I'd watched some of these other uh, gangster movies when i was younger but i didn't really put like a lot of heart into watching them or, or understand them as much until i was much older and then watched through them again so like yeah, the two movies I could clearly go back and say when I was in high school, oh, what are these two like crime films do you really like? And it was like, oh, I like The Godfather, and I like The Departed. And then it's like, I got a little older, it's like, oh, I should probably watch other Scorsese films. I, I didn't watch Gangs of New York until probably five years ago, maybe, even or less. Like, I hadn't watched it. Do Great you guys all movie. like The Departed more than Goodfellas? No, no. Goodfellas is better. Okay, okay. I, I was worried for a second. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> we're not talking about other Scorsese movies. I know, I know, I know. We're, we're not. I, I no, I like good. I'm just saying I like like good that, that's better. part of what diminishes it in my mind. Is I start like, thinking about other Scorsese movies, I will including s- Gangs in New York. Like I, I love Gangs in New York. It's fantastic. I will say this. You know how like in Christmas, like they always do reruns of a Christmas story, and you're just like, all right, all right, enough, enough. You could kind of say that for Goodfellas. Goodfellas, it's always on. And you're just like, but I'm always I feel having- that way about The Departed. Really? Yeah, I, I, I've I've seen The Departed like around more in my life than Goodfellas. I think I've mm. only ever seen it once until today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell yeah. of a time jump. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I think again, I'm I'm willing to concede for final rankings. Gangs of New York is number one. Yeah, no, um, I, I I think I would fight The Departed is right behind it. I I don't know if I would concede that it's it's uh worse or lower. No, like, like I said, I'm I I actually expected that. Like uh, cops versus yeah. thugs can go for lower on the list. It's just I wanted my list to reflect my tastes, and I realized sure. this list needs to reflect everyone's tastes. Yeah. So yeah, Departed I mean, should be number two. Yeah, I think Departed's number two. Uh, now I'm fine as far as I, it really just comes down to your, your taste of like, and we talked about this last week. You know, Bullet Train has that very specific type of style. To its cinematography, it's very flashy and stuff. So I know you'd said you kind of like, even though it's the exception to the rule, the movie's good in spite of itself because that type of stuff is just really overdone. Well, so yeah, much. I mean, all all those techniques exist for a reason. Bullet Train is that reason. Yeah, I got, a, I got a question for you guys: If Bullet Train didn't have Brad Pitt and all the other people, I would just say Brad Pitt and probably the 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 brothers and stuff. 
the cast if the cast was just like b-rated uh, different actors that were not known do you think the film would have still had the same impact well now in order to answer that are the people you're replacing them with as talented as the people you're replacing because that's that's what i think it is i think brad pitt being in it probably got some people to watch it but i mm-hmm. think his talent carried that movie and or his scenes and i think mm-hmm. if you replaced him with something of someone of equal talent Yes, it would be as successful. But if you replace him with just some nobody who's like an okay actor, absolutely not. No, the actors like, carry that movie. Like Kevin Bacon. Like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no, like, honestly, it's like Brad Pitt is, like, obviously the big star in that movie. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, like, I don't know, like, the, the dude who plays Tangerine, like, everybody was like, that's kick-ass. And then nobody remembers him from anything else. Yeah. So, you know, like who's he? And I didn't I mean, know until I looked it up. Yeah, I just like man, that's a handsome looking motherfucker. I wonder if he's gonna be like a young up and comer doing other movies. And then it was kick ass. I was like, oh, and he does about the, the guy playing Lemon was in Atlanta or whatever, but I'd never yeah. seen him before either. So yeah, it's know. like he's in like a few things, and in the few things he's in, he's known as being very good in them, just like everyone else in that movie. It's like they've been in a few things. And those things that like, I think everyone in that movie is going to go on the next five to 10 years being in good stuff. I'm, this is, this is a selfish thought. It has nothing to do with our discussion, but I want a, a lemon and tangerine spinoff. That'd be fantastic. It'd have to be a prequel, <laughs> oh, <I guess>. man. <laughs> it has to be a prequel, but it's fine. We can do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd take that. So it's, it's coming down. Like we're all agreeing that the part is number two, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. now it comes down to Bullet Train versus Cops versus Thugs. I will agree that uh, a lot of the stuff I said about Bullet Train, I think you have to throw it back in my face for Cops versus Thugs. It has its own aesthetic, its own like style, and it's very uh, Japan, <laughs> for mm-hmm. better or worse. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard for me. Like I want to put it at number three. But I don't, two of you guys have it at four. If it ends up, yeah. Four, well, I mean, if we're looking at it that way, though, I mean. Two people have Bullet Train at four, and two people have it at three. But Cops and Thugs, two people have it at two, and two people have it at four. Like you guys have Cops and Thugs above The Departed, so if you really are, if you really feel that way, then it's hard for us to argue that it's not at least three. At least the way I look at it, it'd be different if suddenly you're saying The Departed is is actually better. Then it's a little tighter. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cops and Thugs is pretty good too. I don't know if I'll ever go back and watch that specific movie. I think that, it's more that I want to watch that genre. Of exactly movie right. That's that's the takeaway from Cops versus Thugs. Like, don't don't rush out and buy it and watch it every year or anything. Just go watch other seventies Yakuza and sixties and early eighties Yakuza movies. They've all got mm-hmm. that that kind of swagger to them, and a lot of them are in fact better than that. Which is which is saying something because that's a movie we all liked. The, here's yeah. the th- here's the thing. Like again. Co- uh, even though I copied Andy, um, uh, cops versus thugs, it's it's another one of those just my opinion, man. But if I had to like critique it on the level, Bullet Train from beginning to end, I was highly entertained and focused on what was happening because you kind of do because every every it, it's like watching the movie on cocaine, even though you're not on cocaine because there's so much shit happening, but. With Cops versus Thugs, you have that confusing first 20 minutes where you're learning everybody's fucking name. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on until that's set? Part of that might be a language gap, I guess. Possibly. Yeah. But even, even with the language gap, you're still kind of just like, all right, I want to get into the meat of the story. 
and it takes a while for that to happen. I don't, think that, I don't think that matters if there's a language barrier or not. I think if that, that same movie was in English with English, they made it, they remade it, called it the, the, the thugs or some shit. Uh, you'd probably run into the same issue. The first 15 minutes of the movie is a bunch of people name dropping a bunch of other people. It's like, what the, what the fuck is this built? Mm-hmm. Who? What? Well, it's, just a, it's just a style of, it's just a style of how movies are made. Like I, I think like the narration and stuff of it is just trying to build and give you character building until they can actually get to the crux of the issue. Well, um, yeah. Bullet train is literally just bam. It just hits and it's immediate and you got to pay attention and it's just an attention grabber. And they're just different movies in that way. But um, again, I'm not going to argue. My personal feelings is that Bullet Train is better. Again, on a whim, I would pick watching Bullet Train over the the other movies on our list on some days because of the type of movie it is. Yeah. I, again, at one point, I on a whim, I did put it as number one, so I think highly of it. But uh, I'm not going to argue, oh, we can't put Cops versus Thugs because it was good, too. Well, so, here's, the, here's the thing. Like, if I had a choice, and this is like a unique situation, and I understand that. But, like, when you have a bunch of normies, like, people like my dad who doesn't really care for foreign films that much unless I explain it to him. But if you have these nor- normal people just sitting around and you had two choices, either Bullet Train or Cops versus Thugs, obviously I'm choosing Bullet Train because everybody's yeah, going gonna, gonna to be, uh, you know, having a good time. Because if you turn on Cops and Thugs, you'd be like, Wait, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? Because I have to read the subtitles and stuff. The answer is yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, uh, I guess if you're going to use that argument, then then I guess holding it there. Are are any of you ever going to go back, as far as like determined to do it, ever going to go back and watch Cops versus Thugs? Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah, I like, doubt it. Probably right. not for a long time. Like, truly think about it. like, are you going to go watch other films like it, or are you going to watch? Cops versus thugs I'm with you. What that what that did for me was enable me to want to get more into that genre, and yeah. like it was it was pretty good. It was all right to me. It's like it's weird. It's like we complimented it a lot because it really represents its time, but at the same time, it's also trapped. It's in the trappings of that era in terms of like the the pacing, the structure, the dialogue, the setup, all that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like a double edged sword thing for that. Well. Movie. It is, and Andy, I think he already knows this as, as it is because he's watched so many of these other, other like other films in this genre. If we watch a, uh, several other films that hold up, we're still going to like have good things to say about this movie. But then the movies we're going to think about that are going to stand out are going to stand head and shoulders above this movie. Like we're going to be more fond, think more fondly of uh, movies that are just better. Uh, in the exact same genre. So then it's like, well, I don't want to walk away thinking, oh, that genre is really cool, therefore I like it over the other. On any given time, I'm definitely going to watch Bullet Train again. I've, I've watched it like three times now like the last like two weeks. So, <laughs> like, yeah, again, ADHD, just hell of a thing, but uh, by that argument, I would almost wonder, like, yeah, maybe Bullet Train is ranked better, uh, but just it's because it's a different flavor. But, again, I'm... That's just me giving another point since we're talking about it, just for the sake of discussion. I, I, I'm fine if we put cops versus thugs at three and and bullet train at four. I'm kind of conceding bullet train at number three. Well, in that case, fuck you, bullet train number three. We have to put it there. Andy, you're gonna defend it. Oh no, I I, I checked out. Uh, <laughs> <years>. <laughs> well, I didn't even talk about Naruto. Wait, we're gonna get there. Oh god. I gotta right. change the, the what I'm, the I've fuck been doing. Life. Bing bong.
It's no longer Naruto, it's Boruto. I forgot about that. Okay, before Zach tells us what movies we're watching, the final list is at number five, High Sierra. At number four, Cops vs. Thugs. At number three, Bullet Tram. I'm going to stop doing that voice. Number two, The Departed. Number one, Gangs of New York. More wimping out. Yeah, and uh, just a little heads up, uh, because every month we kind of did the theme and you know, sometimes personal life and stuff kind of fucks up the chain and stuff. So how we're going to deal with things is we're just going to go off a of rotation and we're going to do what I think the maximum I said is five movies. And, you know, if you want to negotiate to like have like six or seven, you could. Uh, we're still going to do locked in months as far as like October, December and January because we have the horror month and then the christmas and then the twilight zone now you're probably wondering you know what happens if it goes into some middle of someone's rotation we'll just schedule it in a way that we'll get it done and figure it out we'll slip in some bonuses we'll do something this is going to free us up too because if we do like if someone does a full month and then there's like one movie that's in theaters we all want to talk about we can just do a one-off episode and just talk about that movie no big deal and then we'll move on to whoever's theme was next doesn't matter this is going to give us a lot more flexibility yes yeah so zach what is your theme and what movies oh it's westerns uh yeah it's not really like like, i don't know i've had this weird itch to like watch some more westerns some of these i've seen already uh most of them i i haven't so like uh we're watching i tried to pick ones that were like really important or, or good for like a very specific reason uh so like searchers john wayne uh one of his earlier films uh good the bad and the ugly you know that's like the quintessential western that's like i feel like that's the first thing most people think of uh once upon a time in the west this is a personal favorite of mine. That's a good uh, one. Pale Rider. Never seen it. Never seen it either. Uh, it and I want good. and I wanted to pick. I was talking with Andy about this, and he's like, uh, we, "We're having a discussion about Unforgiven or Pale Rider." And I, the Outlaw Josie Wales was another. And I was trying to f- get one that was kind of post Western, and we feel like I we kind of agreed this one maybe fits the bill. Uh, and then Young Guns, just to lighten the mood after it's all over. <laughs> uh, good old Billy the Kid. I actually have a book on Billy the Kid, so I might read that and, and see if, it, if anything is accurate in that film. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it in, in like decades. Uh, it's been that long. But uh, I, I don't recall it being like this. This seems like a very serious, historically accurate film. You know there's the Young Guns too, and you know they're making a third one. What? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> How? <laughs> I don't know. I knew there was a two because when I worked at Fye, there was a section of the store that was like garbage DVDs. Like we sold them for like two dollars or less. And Young Guns two is always in there. Mm-hmm. Young Guns two is like obviously a bad movie, but like it's still just the cast of both movies is great. Yeah. That's 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 the theme. Yes. So uh, the first one we're gonna see next week is. Uh, let me. I just had your fucking list. So what's the first movie again? The Searchers. Yeah, Searchers. search for it. Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. John Wayne one. 
In case somebody's I, remade it, it sucks or something. I, I forgot to say this, and I hate to do it during the show, but if you wanted to choose uh, Unforgiven, you can, because I've altered my future plans. It's up to you. It's too late. Okay, just make it short. Just make it short. We're, we're, we're saddled in. It's too late. We're saddled in, partner. <laughs> I like these puns, but let's go to this ad before we get into the last word. Wow! Oh, somebody put a microphone in front of me. You know what that means, brother. Yeah. I've heard all about this uh, podcasting thing. I think I've been on it a time or two myself, I believe. Uh, It's a little intergalactic for me, a little out there, you know, but that's okay, brother. Yeah. Because on Getting Some Color, you can relive moments, me and my glory, and my moment of glory. Before the yellow and red Brutus, you know who I'm talking about, brother. Yeah, the guy who was backstabbing, hot dog, grandstanding. Forget all about him. You can see the macho man in his glory days. Or you can hear people talking about it, at least. You can watch, too. But hey, that's not what's important. The devil's in the details. Sometimes the details aren't important. Sometimes they are. These details, they're a little bit important. You can catch, get some color. Bi-weekly Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there or not, as they say. Wow! Wow, man, freak out, yeah! (laughs) What I like about that ad so much is that it is so macho, man, because he would literally go on an hour, uh, an hour, Jesus Christ, a minute and 26 minutes. Uh, tw- Jesus, I can't talk. A minute and 26 more minutes. Yes, yeah, yeah, a minute and 26 <laughs> seconds. A minute and 26 minutes, and then another three minutes, and that's half an hour. And then another 15 minutes, and then two minutes. I just had a another 10 minutes. And the big bad booty, again. bad booty. <laughs> Daddy, you don't know anything about the big bad booty. Daddy, you don't wait about that. <laughs> <laughs> Zach loves uh, watching Macho Man nine days a week. I do. I yeah, watch yeah. Macho Man because I travel across the international date line when I had, had to go wrestle in Japan. So that gives me like extra days <laughs> in my week. That's right. That's how that works. <laughs> Hulk Hogan told me so. So last, <sighs> last word is where we uh, talk about what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. And if there's any news, we will talk about news. I'll go first because I watched a shitload of shit. Um, so I have a theme with movies that I watch. It had to do with religion. And I, I went down a rabbit hole in Amazon prime because my family got stars subscription. So I'm like, Ooh, I got like (laughs) more movies. So number one movie, I watched the remaining where people, uh, were at a wedding and then all of a sudden, people died, except a few people, because it's like the book of Revelation, where all the uh, believers went to heaven and all the... Is that non- shit? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's called The Remaining. And uh, they're getting attacked by demons and shit, and they're <laughs> every time they went to a church and they were praying, the demons went to where pe- people were fa- trying to be faithful and, and get the word of God, and they were just they getting... Murdered. They got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a beacon. It's like they see where people are praying and they just go murder them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so an- another movie I watched is called Devil. And it's about Devil. people uh, 
going into an elevator. The elevator gets stuck. And oh my God, there's a devil inside the elevator. Who it is? Oh my God, is that the movie with the jelly side down shit with the fucking toast or whatever? What? No, <laughs> I don't know. Are what you that sure? Is. I swear to God, there's a scene in the movie where like this, these assholes are watching the camera in the elevator or some shit, and one of them superstitious as fuck, and it has something to do with like he dropped his toast in the floor, and he said if it lands jelly side down, that means something bad's gonna happen. I might have missed that part, but yeah, a, that is a real fucking scene in that movie. I'm not that's kidding. Fantastic. I'll find it. I, I'll find it after we're done talking on this show. <laughs> Well, there there is guys that are looking. Uh, there's security guards that look at the camera. Yeah, and there there is one Spanish guy who's very religious, which is, <laughs> which is, which is really funny because the the guy, uh, the white guy, was like, "You're fucking retarded," and like the, the Spanish guy was like, you know, "Hallelujah," um, and and like praying and shit. Yeah, doing like fucking Resident Evil 4 shit. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I watched that. Um it's it's a good it, it's it's an okay. I won't say it's amazing. Then I watched another movie that involved another elevator ca- uh, called Elevator. Oh, where, no. Yeah, I thought so, it was going to be Elevator. <laughs> this is not religious. I I guess there's some religious themes in there where there is a Muslim and there is a Jewish guy. But it's just, just like all in the movie. Do, do, they, do they fight in the <laughs> elevator? <laughs> there was Jewish. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, they get stuck. They're going to this dinner because this rich uh, billionaire white guy is retiring and shit. And he's about to like announce that he's retiring, but the elevator gets stuck. And there's a Muslim guy who's like his security detail. There's a Jewish comedian who's a claustrophobic asshole. There's a uh, there's two actresses. There's a re- reporter, and there's a child. So how the f- the film starts is the child is the fault because she's pressing buttons and she hits the emergency stop button, which causes the elevator to stop. And uh, <laughs> they're yelling at the kid. They're like, "You fucking brat, you bitch." That's what the Jewish guy says, and then. They find out that there's a bomb attached to one of the old ladies because the the rich billionaire guy uh, caused her husband to kill himself. So she was going to bring a bomb to this party so that she could kill the billionaire guy. But she has a heart attack in in the elevator and dies. And are you sure this is a movie you watch and you didn't like drink a shitload of cough syrup and like pass out and have a drink? No, this is totally what I this is totally what I would write in like the guy who wrote the fucking script did that, maybe. I would totally write this in like a short story, but no, I I watched this. I was not on drugs and I was not out, uh, I was not drunk. I would, you were not imbibing, yeah. But there's a part where. But there's a there's a Muslim on board, and he's like, "I'm from Iran," and everybody's like, "Well, you're a bomb expert." (laughs) 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 Damn, they just went right for it. Okay. Yeah. So even though it's bad, like I had, I was laughing my ass off of like this stupid dialogue and stuff, (laughs) and it didn't have a satisfying ending at all. Of course not. Uh, How did you manage to watch two movies about being stuck in an elevator? <laughs> Same span of time. 
So what I usually do is after I watch a movie and I'm like satisfied with it, I'm like, I want to stick on that same path. So like after I watched Devil, I was like, is there any more movies with elevators? And I'm like, oh, there's a movie called Elevator. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That's, that's wonderful. Fun fact, that I'm checking this out because at first I was like, what is he talking about? Uh, Buzz from Home Alone is yes. one. Is a grown man and he is in this movie. I guess he's in oh, the elevator. He's been in a few so, movies lately. Yeah, which is movies? It's it's a while back. Isn't it was twenty twelve. Watched maybe? Or am I crazy? Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, he was in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I feel like he was too though. I, I agree with you. I can't remember what it was though. Are we? He's or, also, or, he's or, also you know, Kevin Owens in WWE. That that's that's, that's right, bust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, I, uh, going on the same religious path, oh. a Timothy Dalton movie uh, called Possessed, uh, where he's this World War II veteran um, that is a priest, and this kid gets uh, possessed by a demon or a devil, and he has to like, do a exorcism. And apparently, I've seen this movie. It's called The Exorcist. No, no, it's, it's called Possessed with I Timothy know, Dalton. Say it so far. <laughs> Apparently, this was like a real exorcism that was never documented, but somehow they found out and made it into a movie. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Based on a true story, we totally didn't make up. This is real stuff, guys. But then oh, you had me at Timothy Dalton. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's he's amazing in that film. We like. <laughs> He like smacks the kid around and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's not even the possessed one. It's just another co- child he's smacking around. <laughs> uh, and then I watch. Uh, I covered it on my channel, Couch Entertainment. So I watched the season finale of The Last of Us. The only thing I'll say this is, I'm kind of going back. Remember, I always complain it's not sticking to the source. It's not sticking to the 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 lore and everything. I'm reeling it back a little bit because I was bored out of my fucking mind because it literally hits every fucking beat as the the game where I'm like, I already know what's going to happen because, again, TV shows, if you're making a TV show, you sh- you're supposed to make the world breathe and we need to know the environment and we need to know everything about this world. Instead, we just get the, the game. <laughs> I don't want the game. I want so this is this is your new opinion, your your reformed opinion, right? Yeah, this is my reformed opinion about lore. It does not need to stick to the lore one hundred percent. You could take everything like legacy characters and keep their stuff like that, but do something different where I'm like, I want to see something new, but it's the same character that I know. Okay, good. Maybe. We're back on the same page because I've always just said if you're going to adapt it beat for beat, just make people play the game. Yeah. Maybe maybe not do a whole episode about like the, the one character and like another character that was just mentioned in a document and just have the just have the whole episode be about them, and it's like extraneous and pointless. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not do that. Maybe do something a little bit more useful with like the the characters that matter. I'm just saying. We all played <laughs> the game, right? We all know the ending. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So- all die. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Spoiler! The wrong game. <laughs> well, this is. I, no, really I saw. I, I saw just a picture on Facebook of the scene with the giraffes, and it made me want to watch the whole damn show just to get to that point. Because that point—that's my favorite part of the game. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't hit as hard 
as playing the game. Well, of course it doesn't. It never will. This is, I don't, we don't have two fucking hours to talk about this, but it's never going to hit as hard as the game did because when it happens in the game, they've earned that moment wholesale for 10 hours to you. Yeah. Like yeah, you that- lived, you were Joel and or Ellie. You lived that. You did all of that. That happened to you. This is, this is a peaceful moment between these two characters that we've seen develop for like 10 hours and we lived it because it's a game. It happened to us. Whenever I play South Hill and I get scared, that happens to me. Whenever I play fucking Super Mario Brothers and I get the star, that happens to me. That's my triumph. If you're watching a TV show, you're just watching it happen to other people. It's never going to be as satisfying ever. Yeah. And I'm not saying like movie. I love I love film. I love it to death. And there's a lot of television shows I like too. But it's never going to be as satisfying as if it happened. If you experienced it, if you got scared, if you overcame difficulty and obstacles, if you saw the character growth, if you made the choices in the story that matter, it's, it's, it's never, it's never going to get started. That's immersive media. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different, different way to intake the whole thing. I think the other part of it too, is just in general, if you have played the game, it just, it's a, it's already there for you to know it. So it's not, it's diminishing your turn in terms of you already know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm saying like someone watching the show with no context of what happens in the 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 video game at all and watches it, it might still be fairly fairly powerful for them. I still agree with Andy; it does not have the same impact. I don't think. Yeah. However, uh, even if if that's not taken into consideration, if it's for me, it's like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Like, I read that and then watched it. It still was like rough to watch and experience, but it wasn't nearly as was like holy shit, what just happened? Like that, I don't know, that's just like possible thing I can think of that like tied in with. It's yeah, just re- different. Reading's a lot more intimate because it's like your fucking inner brain, your your inner dialogue. The shit's taking place inside your brain. Yeah, you're, yeah, okay. you're the using detail, the words the details to more create the detail because you're you're thinking them up. Yeah, yeah you exactly. You're they're using those clues to then make the picture. It just but in the same way, like when you're playing a game, again, you were making those choices. You're put in the role of that person, so you're the, you're, the experience you get is slightly different. So I, again, I'm agreeing in the same way. It's yeah, not yeah. going to hit the same, but there are multiple reasons why it's not going to. But I'm excited now that it's the it's ended, and it seems like they're going to continue on with the story, of course, uh, and make multiple more seasons. I, I'm ready to binge watch number one. As soon as I finish my other hurdle, which I'll get to. Yeah, and just just to touch up on what you're talking believe about, believe it, like, uh, believe it, Naruto. Um, <laughs> the the uh, just to touch up on like your reading thing, and even though you just said it's different experiences from like a video game and then watching it and then reading, because when I read things, I picture things differently, and I kind of want to see what a director takes from that passage and how they portray it on a, a on a screen. When you're having a game, I think it's a little bit tad differently because you're getting that scenery and it's just literally a copy pasta or a paste. I like to say pasta sometimes. Copy pasta. Uh, where it's just like you have the game and then you have the, uh, the, the, the show. And I mean, I could critique it, which I will do on my own channel. Obviously, there's some written dialogue that's stupid and the the actors i don't think they portray the characters really well uh, but i also mentioned it in my last video that there's going to be two different experiences you're going to have my experience the people that played the game actually there's going to be two camps that people play the game one where i'm just like i'm bored out of my mind 
Or do you have the other people that are like, oh my god, nostalgia, nostalgia, and they like they they come, and then you have the people that didn't play the game that they're having a brand new experience where they're just like, this is cool because you're mm-hmm. you're learning about the story that I adored when I first played this video game. But yeah. uh, I digress on that. Watch my couch entertainment entertainments. I'm I'm gonna have a. Did you do one about Picard as well? Yeah, and th- that one Did is you hard. Just roll your eyes. <laughs> it it sounded one... like you liked it. Like I popped in and watched a little bit of it. And it seemed uh, I like it. That's the problem. I can't say anything bad about it because when you, when I critique it, like I actually sat down. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is a Star Trek fucking episode. Well, just enjoy it then. But no, I, you gotta be negative. You gotta be a negative, Nancy. No, my thing is like I. I hate sounding stupid where like every video that I do, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It's is very Star Trek. Picard, my God, Dr. Crusher. But like, <laughs> it's so good that I'm just like, I can't say anything bad about it. So I'm just like sucking its dick literally much every episode. Yeah, I'm get, giving five out of five. You don't have to review it. You could just review sum it up. You should do like a, a summary when you're done. It'll yeah. probably be more constructive. Yeah, just, just wait till the end. Wait till you have something to say. Cause that's yeah. like that's like a, how sometimes I'm reading the same book for a while. I don't fucking say anything until I get done with it. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I actually I'm starting to change my uh, some of my formats on Catch Entertainments because when I'm doing each episode, like I, I'm I sound retarded sometimes where I'm just repeating myself and I don't want to be like that because it it's 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 retarded. But um, Sometimes I'm waiting for Andy and I to, to binge watch The Last of Us, and I'm not gonna say anything until he finishes it or vice versa. Hopefully, he'll wait for me. Wait for uh, me. But we'll watch it. Uh, but we'll eventually get to it, and then we're both gonna get on here. I'm like, Dubs, did we watch the same thing? Are you retarded? And I, not even if I like it, I'm just gonna pretend it's the greatest thing I ever watched, just for the the sheer. No, I, tr- I, tr- I truly want to. <laughs> I want to know your guys' opinions because when I read people's opinions, yeah. where they go like, "This is the best." television ever and i'm just like what are fucking you... television have you ever watched in your whole life <laughs> there was <laughs> there was one post where it's like this is peak television i'm like are you fucking kidding me this is nowhere near peak fucking television everyone's got different tastes whatever let them enjoy what they're gonna enjoy like they're gonna keep yeah. making this shit it doesn't matter just just true. don't don't watch it and maybe it'll go away but all these people are gonna watch it so what, who cares yep I yeah, did some hear, people Coco Melon is peak television, so you got yeah, we can do. I did hear one thing that kind of piqued my interest. They said that they're gonna open it up after season two, so maybe they're finally gonna give me that world where I want to learn some things about other things that's happening in the world instead of just being like, all right, we're just gonna do the second game. Where's my fucking golf club and all that stuff? <laughs> Where's Four. yeah, but uh yeah. That's all I did, and then I watched some fucking sci-fi show that apparently is keeping my channel afloat because people love watching fucking B-rated TV shows called The Ark, and I'm not even going to talk. Just go watch my videos. Andy, I have no news. <laughs> what the hell have you been watching playing or doing? Uh, still working on Silent Hill 2. Um, uh, some fat guy with a revolver attacked me, and I attacked him back, and that was the last thing I did. Um, <laughs> huh? I just, I, I, the, the way that always plays out sticks out to me when you kill him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes like, "I killed a human being." 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like after all the horror he's been through, like I kinda get it, but after all the yeah. horror he's been through, it's like, wait a minute, what? Is that what we're gonna break down for right now? I mean, all those other things weren't human beings. They were like weird fucking demons and shit. Yeah, you I know? know, but there's still <laughs> there's still so much going on. It's just there is a lot going on there. Just you wait. <laughs> no, I mean, I just saw uh what's the other woman's name? Uh Julia. Um, no, uh, Angela. Angela, that's her name. Um, yeah, that was that was a whole thing as well. But anyway, like like I said, I'm, I'll beat the game and I'll I'll give all my thoughts about it. Great, great, uh, great. I play a little bit more Warrior Land Three, kind of the same thing. I just I'm almost near the end. I'll talk about it more when I'm done with it. Uh, I watched two movies. One of them is literally called "Extremely Wicked, Incredibly Evil, and Vile." Is the name of the movie. That's um, is it about is it very female centric? Uh, no, it's about Ted Bundy. I don't know why. I just thought it would be about these catty bitches fucking going at each other. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, uh, when he got his prison sentence in in Florida or whatever, that's what the judge said about him, and so they made the movie named that. The I it was really it. Uh, Ted Bundy is played by Zac Efron. And he yeah, does, I, he does a really good job. Yeah, and uh, it's also weird because Haley Joel Osment is in it, and I was like, oh, "Zora's in this movie." <laughs> <laughs> also, John Malkovich is the judge, <laughs> and the weirdo who plays um, Sheldon in uh, that fucking show I hate. What's the name? Of that Big show? Bang Theory. Big Bang Big Theory. Theory. He's the he's the prosecuting attorney, so he's That's like weird. describing all the terrible stuff that Ted Bundy did. And I was like, Sheldon, no. <laughs> Um, so, you know, why? Don't tell us. All these things. Bazinga. It was okay. Within <laughs> <laughs> like serial killer shit, it's on Netflix. It's worth watching once. It's it's got uh, it's got some high moments, but honestly, the weird thing about it is, um, it does this weird thing where it never shows him committing any of the murders. It never shows him like trapping a victim or anything. It focuses more on his fiance. And him being in jail, and then he'll break out, and then like we just won't see him again for a while, and then he'll get caught because I guess he just straight up broke out of jail twice. I didn't know that about Ted Bundy, but um, it does this weird thing where he's like handsome and likable because he's Zach fucking Efron, and I don't like it because it it toys with you a little bit. It's like, wait, did he do it? Maybe they did set him up. And it's like, no, they fucking definitely didn't set him up. Ted Bundy definitely murdered all those people. And he's definitely a horrible monster. And like, and like at the end, they're in the courtroom and he's like, Oh, I don't want to go to, I don't want to get killed. I don't want to go to jail. And he's like talking to his fiance at the very end. And she's like, just, just tell me you actually did this. I need this out off my conscience. Cause she's the one who gave his name to the cops initially. And she's worried like something wrong happened. And then he was just like not admitting to it. And the movie does that weird thing where it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe Ted Bundy is innocent to in this movie. It's like, no, he's not movie. <laughs> I don't know. This, it's, it's bizarre. The, <laughs> the movie about him. Didn't he get a bunch of backlash for that reason? For what? It, for the fact that the movie ends like almost like it's open ended things. It was almost like Better they're kind has. of semi glorifying. Uh, oh look, it is this person that did all these great things, and then like Jeffrey Dahmer, the same thing happened when they made uh, yeah, the documentary. Well, I, I don't know. Well, I, they, I watched some of Dahmer, and like he's clearly a nutcase in that show. Like, they take yeah. the opposite approach. There's they show you all the something shit. wrong with him. Right. In, yeah. in this movie, in extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, 
he just acts like a regular ass guy and he's like a real nice guy and he's handsome because he's Zach Efron. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I feel like they screwed up the tone a little bit, but it made it interesting in spite of itself. Like I said, overall, like kind of a weak suggestion for me. It's, 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 it's an okay movie. Well, if I um, remember correctly at the end, he's like, it shows the police all the bodies where he, <laughs> he killed. It. He admits to a whole bunch of crimes, like on his way to, to, to being executed. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of cops standing outside, and he just like signs a bunch of confessions, and then they executed him, which I guess is what happened in real life as well. So it's not necessary. Like he admitted legally having done it, but he was still supposedly to his fiance, he was still denying it. But then she's uh, some cop in the. I'm just gonna spoil. It. Who the fuck cares? Some cop had showed her pictures earlier in the movie to like guilt her into like working against him, and it was a like a, a head or a, a headless body that had been dumped somewhere in the cascade mountains and she like needed to know like what happened to the the head ted or something like she says something like that it's like almost weird and he denies it denies it denies it hangs up the little phone on the um the 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 booth where you talk to inmates and like blows on the glass like with with his breath and then writes hacksaw backwards and that like gives her the satisfaction that he like admitted he did it, I guess. And that's the end of the movie. And it's eh, it's, it's like it's kind of a neat ending, but I don't I don't know. It's just, I don't I was really put off by the whole. Oh, maybe he didn't do it. Oh, he's likable, isn't he? No, he's not likable. Well, yeah. he's Ted Bundy. <laughs> a little bit about that likable thing, the charming thing. Apparently, that was actually true about the guy. No, yeah, that that's why they did it because, like, he there were a few times he could have gotten captured, but he was just really charismatic and he just like talked yeah. his way out of confrontations with cops. So, I, like, there there's precedent to it. Like I said, like it's not a bad movie. It's okay. It's it's worth watching. If you're interested in Ten Bundy or serial killers, give it a watch. It's okay. Well, I have something here. The reason why he wrote Hacksaw on on the glass is because his fiance asked him, "Who is your favorite?" but anyway i watched that and it was okay and then i watched the movie i fucking loved um i i know it's been everywhere and it's been on netflix like all year rrr that indian movie mm-hmm. have any of you guys watched it i've it's, heard it, good things it's about it's it three hours and five minutes long so it's kind of hard but it has an intermission that is smack dab almost to the second in the middle of it so you could watch it in two sit downs i can't recommend that movie enough it is the greatest bromance ever put to film it is fantastic i love that movie and of course it's indian so it's like completely crazy and bonkers there's there's like two kind of two and a half um musical like kind of dance scenes that 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 break into it but one of them is like plot centric because they're like at this weird rich people thing and they 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 do a weird indian dance and it's the musical is part of what happens in it but no it's great um i saw a bunch of people complaining that it should have been nominated for best foreign film but i guess the the film board in india has to put it forward and they didn't so i I don't know i I saw people saying it should have been nominated for best picture for that matter and i think it could have i think it's better than some of the other nominees it was a really good movie and honestly like i'll just come clean part of the reason i wanted to watch it so bad is um hideo kojima put on twitter like these are my favorite movies from this year and that was one of them (laughs) i was like what the fuck kojima like this movie i actually watch it i was watching um uh one of my friends watched it and he really liked it 
And then finally, I was watching Tim Rogers on Twitch, and he was talking about how he really liked it. I was like, oh, I guess everyone fucking likes this movie. I guess I'll watch it. It's great. <laughs> Do go watch it. Like I said, split it across two nights if you can't find three hours, but you won't want to. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Some people uh, were upset that, like, obviously everything all at once deserved its fucking Oscar. Yeah. But RRR apparently got shafted. Um, and people were pissed off about it. I don't really care. It's just a fucking trophy. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's still it's the Oscars, and I still like kind of hate it. But just for conversation's sake, like I still think Everything Everywhere All at Once is the better movie. Margin, just 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 by a little. Um, but yeah, it should have been in the conversation, and it should have probably won Best Foreign Film, or I don't even know what won Best Foreign Film actually. Yeah, I don't. I'm, looking, I think, I'm actually looking now. I was going to bring it up later, so we can talk about the Oscars when it gets to me. Okay, uh, and then one final thing: I watched. Um, there's a new Summoning Salt documentary about speed running on YouTube. I've mentioned these before. I just wanted to bring this one up again because they keep getting longer and better produced every time he makes one. It's about um, the Super Mario Brothers three 100, which means you have to beat every single level. And it's just really interesting to see some people like peel a game apart if you're interested in game design or video games or game history or anything like that uh summoning salt is really where it's at you should go watch one of his videos and this new one is really good jumping off point in my opinion um i had some news do you want me to talk about it now or do you want to just wait and do it later or what what do you guys rather do would you rather do the what the hell we've been watching playing and doing we do like a circle and then we circle back to news or do we want to do it all at once let's uh do our interests separate from the news. Okay. okay. I like that. So, yeah. so Chaz, I'll, I'll hang on to it. I do have something to talk about later, though. Chaz, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's not been too, too long since we talked, just that five days. But, of course, update on the, the Pokey drama. Um, so, is anybody listening on Thursday? Yeah, I went to California and I killed a man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You I wouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> This guy's going to turn up dead now. In the chest of the trident. Uh, no, oh, you're, you're allowed to kill people in California. It's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, so I went to the post office, and the postal worker helped me out a lot. We went over everything, and um, there there is a discrepancy in the weight, but it's not enough. And also, it's not the same weight that it would have been if it had the package inside, which is totally baffling now. So it it's weird. So either way... It's looking more fishy. The person claimed he bought like third-party insurance. USPS is like, well, we we don't recognize third-party insurance. Someone can buy it, but it's it's not a, a recognized thing. We're not going to use that to replace a package. Da da da. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just moved forward with it. Uh, I, basically, I'm in hold now because as the disputes put up, I'm waiting for. Uh, like my creditors reached out basically to have this person say, Oh, like if they say anything within 60 days, then I get to dump all this information that I have and say, yeah, I fucking got you. And if that doesn't happen, uh, then I just get my money back. But then that also means this person is, cause I, I've looked into it pretty deeply. Like not only in the state of California, is it a, a crime? It's, it's a felony, but he, it's a U.S. federal felony. So like, you can face up to five years in prison after it crosses a certain threshold and amount. So um, I hope the guy's listening. He's going to go fucking jail. Street Call justice. U.S. Marshals yeah. on his ass. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're there. But uh, like I'm uh, uh, well, I don't know about all that. But uh, <laughs> I just, that was street justice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
I'm uh, preparing because there's a pretty large like trading expo that's coming up this weekend. I got my, my buddy's cards and uh, there's a bunch of Japanese cards that uh, I have spent time like pricing out and figuring out how everything's like what it's worth. And basically, I'm going to go up there like a, a pseudo merchant and try to like trade and haggle to finish. But uh, eventually, I'll, I'll show off my cool little binder that I've I've got everything in. But yeah, it's coming along. Uh, so um, as far as gaming and stuff, uh, not not too awful much or little bits of rock band here and there. I just do that. Like my daughter loves playing and really she just likes to come down here and pretend she's singing for two minutes and then she's done. But I, it's an excuse to get to play. And my wife doesn't say, you know, stop playing video games and hang out with your family. So, um, I actually played overwatch too. I had some friends that are like, man, I really want to play a shooter and, uh, jump and played, uh, some games with them. I, I liked playing overwatch as you can see, I've got my, my diva hat on, uh, I, I enjoyed the game as as we've talked about it. It is an autist shooter, <laughs> so, uh, as as it's been called. Uh, but I enjoy it, and two is good. It works smoothly. The graphics are good. I, I, again, it's it's a lot of the same thing, but they have fixed things and added stuff to it. I mean, I'm not someone that's gonna turn away something that wasn't broke. Like I played League of Legends for way too long after they. And it's, again, they never really make a new game or do anything. They just reskin everything and and then say, "Hey, give us more money." Um, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I've got to figure out this stupid account migration thing so I can get all of my old skins and stuff. Cause I got all kinds of old stuff from the original game. Oh, but... I thought it like wiped your progress or something. So your like level progress, it, it will, it will change, but like any skins, like limited skins you'd earn and stuff before, if they were saved to your account, you're supposed to be able to get back, but oh. it's like migrating to link everything. Cause everything's cross play. And I, and this actually led me to the next thing I got to try out as you all may have been aware. Uh, discord is, in, uh, is now uh, something you can use through your PlayStation. You can actually migrate your conversations to your PlayStation five. Mm-hmm. And I got to use that. It works like a charm. It is great. Simply, all you have to do is, if you're in a Discord chat and you want to join with with friends that you're you're playing with, uh, all you have to do is be in that chat. And the moment you're there, you can literally just hit a button and just transfer the conversation directly to the PS5. Oh, nice! And it just works. It's smooth. It sounds great. I played, for instance, I played with a group of friends. There were four of us, and one person was on a PS5. Uh, myself. Or sorry, two of us rather. Two of us were on PS5, so one other one was one was on PC and one was on an Xbox, and we were literally all in a party together without being in a party together, like like actually in the group, and we were able to talk through our systems like smoothly without an issue. Good. It, it actually works so well. It's like, what is this? I love the fact that gaming has finally reached that point. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, you you so. mean it's not like Nintendo, where it's like you got you got put a phone app. That's your fucking voice thing. Yeah, I oh. wish I wish Nintendo wasn't ran by old idiots and they would integrate cool things like Twitch and Discord into the Switch, but no. But then they're like, hey, look at this thing, Bob. It's a controller. And then you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> yep, here's five dollars. You uh, waved this controller. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Enjoying that those games. Uh I I'm probably gonna play uh the RE4 chainsaw demo because I finally got it downloaded. Uh, I'll do that after the show, let you guys know. How much piss? Oh, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, played, I played that. What else? Yeah, it's going be some fun stuff. Um, so as I said last week, I finished Naruto. Um, and I'll go there. It's, it's great. You yeah, know how that Boruto. all that is. So now I'm watching Boruto because it does just jump right into it. And I'm kind of hooked because of how the, the very beginning of it starts. But 
uh, I won't get into more of that. It's it's a kind of like a slightly worse version of it, but there's some interesting things. I'm giving it a chance, but I, I'm I'm like 30 or 40 episodes into that already. Why do you name his child Boruto? Is he boring? I, I think Burrito. He loves Mexican. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. He always goes to the little stall and he gets Mexican yeah. food. You never heard him talk about Ichichanga's uh, burritos? I like seven layer. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I have some stuff on here. It's just random things I did over the weekend, like hanging out with my my daughter uh, and giving those references to, to any parents or people that are – you know, just like children. Well, that's not a way to say that. If you have kids, you probably watch these. If you like children, um, maybe think about things a little. But uh, there was some random show she's watching. It's about a girl. Like it's set in India, but it's a girl that's like a, an investigator or detective. I don't remember what it's called. There you uh, go. Just put on RRR. It just yeah. it'll flow right in. Hard on. Well, <laughs> it, it's got a lot of like vibrant music and, and like scenery and stuff. So it's cool, but it, it's just a children's show. It's whatever. Uh, Bluey, aka the greatest parenting show of all time. Uh, we did a little marathon of that. That show's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough to, to people, especially if they're parents. But hell, I would recommend it just to adults. There's so many uh, things about like the dry, subtle humor that they cover it's that's just related to adult life. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Bluey, she's a dog, and her. And her I think she, it's on his shirt too. Sounds like yeah, something I got in an alleyway. <laughs> That's what Matt Damon says when he's trying to pretend his computer's uh, fucked up. They're like, computer's going all bluey on me. Right he actually good. said that. Yeah, it's all bluey all of a sudden. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then I watched Wreck-It Ralph too, and I don't know if you guys, it's Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's about how the internet's at both of those, both the Wreck-It Ralph movies, like, piss me off but for the right reasons it's because they both had so much potential and, and they, they didn't capitalize it. on it um, like i like them both they're both mm-hmm. okay movies like if it was on i'd say i'd say oh i work it ralph i like this movie i'd sit there and watch it but they're both like they both fall just short of being great yeah yeah, I know. I agree. I so what's funny is I've only watched the second one one other time. This is my only my second time watching it, and first time I watched it was before I had Evie. Yeah. Um, but uh, she and uh, my wife had watched the first Wreck It Ralph uh, while I was at work or something. I've watched the first one a handful of times. It, again, it's funny. It's like, like you said, they're just like on the cusp of something great in terms of how they could have tied it in, but they just make all these references and then they just do their own isolated thing. So it's like, hey, it's there. Um, but the first one has some pretty uh, good humor to it. Uh, that's great. Um, the second one, it didn't click to me until watching it around this time. So I'm doing the whole, like, oh, if you're a parent, it'll make more sense. But it, it always seemed like, okay, the first one, they did this friendship thing. And the second one hits really hard on this whole, like, he has this that bond. Bluey? That is Bluey. It's, Bluey's on the left. Dad is in the middle. Bingo is the younger sister. On the right, they're the healers. They live in Australia. It's an Australian kids show, but I'm telling you, it right in the fields. It's Boy. a phenomenal show. Um, but uh, anyway, back back to Wreck-It Ralph. Like the relationship between Ralph and uh, Penelope, the little girl that has like the glitch and she's a racer. She's actually a princess. All that. It it seems kind of odd at first. And the first time I watched the second movie, I was like, their relationship's like a little strange because they're kind of pushing towards like they're like the bestest and closest friends, and they're oh, like it's pushing that strong like love, but like weird platonic thing. But she's also a kid. This time it totally hit me. It's a total metaphor for being a girl dad, and it's literally about how like a dad has to let go of his daughter 
like whatever she has to go on and do whatever. Or at least that's how I took it this time. So way more emotionally driven when I watched it this time. Again, it's still the same thing you just said. It's a decent movie. It's fine to watch. It's just not uh, – it's on the cusp of doing something great with the references they have, but it doesn't quite hit the mark. Mm. Um, so uh, it's still good. But the reference was funny, and I had a funny little bit where I realized that at the end when he lets her go and all that. It's kind of like that. And we're all watching it, and I – tell Evie one day I'm going to have to let you go like that. And she's like, what do you mean? Is well, you're, you're going to go off to college one day and I'm going to have to let you go off and live your life. And she's like, you're going to send me to jail. And apparently my daughter's in college <laughs> in prison and she right. had a meltdown because she's four and it's rightfully so college just sounds like prison. So she thought I was going to turn her into the police and she cried for like five yeah. minutes. Damn wrong. It's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, outside of, uh, outside of those things. Yeah. But not, not a whole lot. Uh, the, I'm I'm excited to see what what swag I get uh, dealing with uh, the Pokemon stuff next weekend. All right, yeah. Zach, give me a hot eyes. I'm gonna give me some hot eyes. Get ready Not for now. this. Everything's <laughs> gonna get all bluey here in a minute. Uh, I watched uh, <laughs> Ghost Ghost Story, uh, which is like this show my mom was reminiscing about uh, that she watched in the '70s. So this is '70s television. Um. And she said there was like this episode that had like these uh, these sisters uh, who had the same name as my mom and her little sister. It was like <laughs> the same thing. And that always stuck out in her head and it was weird or something. And my dad found it on YouTube and like them and my sister started watching it and I got roped into watching it with them. Um, and it's like I, I watched it just because it's like it's old television from before my time. So it's I don't know. It's like kind of interesting to me in that way. Um, it's kind of like I won't say Twilight Zone. Uh, what it reminds me more of is kind of like Night Gallery. Mm-hmm. I, I know what Night Gallery is, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, I was going to bring that up later off the air. But um, like Cal's from the crypt pretty much. Kind of, it's just like random, kind of supernatural, weird stories. Like Janet Lee's in one of the episodes, <laughs> and like I don't know, she her husband's into bug collecting and shit. And she gets pissed at him because he doesn't pay attention to her. So she finds a magic shop or something when she's just out in the boardwalk one day, and this this lady who runs it is like weird, and so she's like beckons her to come up, and she's like, "You're having problems, aren't you?" And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." You can use this. It's insect root. It won't leave a trace. It'll happen very quickly. It's, it's like, what? <laughs> okay. And then she, she just kind of like takes it from her. And then like, it's like, is she plotting to kill her husband? <laughs> and that's basically what happens. She uses it on him. Uh, Cause she's more interested in her husband's friend who apparently they've been having an affair off and on or something. But uh, she kills him, and apparently he gets turned into a, a moth, like a death head's moth hmm. or some shit. And it's silly. It doesn't end the way I would have ended it, probably because it wasn't in the budget. And uh, Janet Lee was probably like, no, I don't want to have a bunch of bugs crawl all over me and kill me. Because <laughs> there's no way to replicate that effect in 1972 other than throwing bugs on somebody. Yeah, you got to fear factor that shit. But she died in a very unsatisfying way. There was another episode about this 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 lady who was like a were mountain lion. She turned into a mountain lion uh, multiple times and got killed uh, over it. Um, my favorite was the lady who inherited a house from her mother 
it was like a family home or something. And it was implied that her mother was mentally ill. And there's this whole thing going to this house was she keeps seeing things. And it's like, there's flashes where sometimes she's looking around the house and it looks perfectly fine, but it'll also look really dilapidated and let go. Uh, and this whole thing's hanging over the narrative of, is she mentally ill too? Hmm. Because <laughs> like, it's a little more subtle than some of the other stuff in that show. It's kind of neat, but, uh, I don't know. I watched four or five episodes of it. Uh, I also watched The Last of Us. Now, I haven't watched the last episode. I'm all the way up to like that point. Um, but until you're up to episode eight? Yeah, it's the last one, right? The one that just came out Sunday. Oh, so you saw the one with David pretty much. The 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 human eaters pretty much. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I watched that one. So uh, you understand my frustration where they're just like taking this one character and they're just like, we need to make a whole fucking episode about it. And I think they changed a lot of shit too. Like, I'm just like, well, okay, I guess. Uh, like, I have more of a bone to pick about that episode everybody fucking jerked off about, honestly. Like, oh, episode like, three. It's fucking Oscar bait, flat out. There's just mm-hmm. no getting around it. But well, there's, uh, there's an article where the director said he did it on purpose because he wanted to owned the homophobes pretty much okay yes yeah. <laughs> it's a waste of good time and money i think but whatever um anyway i like it though actually pretty much outside of that one episode like it's fine i like it made me want to like actually go back and replay the game to compare it because it's actually i haven't played the game since it was new um mm-hmm. so i'm probably going to try to do that sometime soon squeeze that in huh. um I think Still Walking play. I think Walking Dead does a better job as far as having a post-apocalyptic world compared to what I've seen in the Last of Us TV show, not the game. Well, I mean, my, I can remember opinion. I can remember some of the stuff how it's portrayed in the game and it's so far it seems to be kind of on the level of that, mm-hmm. which is like there's still a society, but it's like definitely diminished and changed a lot compared to what it was. Um Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to compare the two as well because The Last of Us, as a start of like foundation, is a game. They did made it to a show. The Walking Dead's like this long, like overreaching comic book arc, right? Overly like, long. Yeah, like it's it's got a <laughs> massive amount of information, and they're just like peeling back. So it's like a it almost has the opposite problem. I think just based on what you guys have talked about, like there's too much information to cover there, and then of course there's all the controversy with how they've changed things. And how they handled stuff because again, the comic book is fucking dark. The wa- uh, they yeah. messed up shit in that comic book. The Walking uh, Dead fucking tore both its rotator cuffs, as far as I'm concerned. Man, the governor, <laughs> yeah. the governor should have killed the baby in the TV show. I'm just saying. <laughs> like anyway, uh, I've also I'm still been playing Control. I only bring this up because more shit keeps happening as I'm playing it. it it's getting more insane. Uh, like. I found I found uh, uh, Jesse's brother, and it didn't turn out the way she thought it would, like I thought it was going to. <laughs> uh, but in a, a much worse way than what I thought. Uh, I I found the Alan Wake connection, which I, I linked in the chat this morning because it, it happened late last night. Everybody was probably already asleep except Dubs, probably. <laughs> but uh, so that's cool. And you know what's funny though is there's probably a bunch of like references and shit I just haven't picked up on because I haven't played Alan Wake. Uh, so 
I'm yeah, I mean, from what I understand, it's pretty it's pretty deep in there, but there should be several from what I was led to believe. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting to me, though, is in that document was they said that like Alan Wake was a candidate for the, the director program, the director succession, hmm. which is like the person that runs basically this whole government branch of, of control, which you're in charge of now because of what happens. That's kind of interesting. Uh, I fought uh, there. Uh, I've talked about how there's like altered items and shit in this game story and everything. And I, I finally interacted with one uh, in a different way where there's a fridge that eats people apparently. <laughs> and this guy was on fridge duty and it was like, basically people have to watch this refrigerator or something really bad happens if human eye contact isn't maintained with it. <laughs> and uh, this dude was on fridge duty and you're supposed to like change out shifts with people. And because of all the shit that's been going on, he's been stuck on fridge duty for almost an entire day. <laughs> so he's like, go, he's cracking up and he can't stare at this fridge anymore. So he's like, all right, I'm going to save you. Hang on. And like, when I go to the room to transition into the next room, he's like, something's happening. And you hear like a wet crunching sound. <laughs> You get in there, and there's just like a big blood smear all over the floor in front of the fridge. This is control. This is control. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I heard the game gets fucking out there. It does. Yeah. I love it. But I'm like, okay. So she's like, well, I guess I have to try to contain this now. Oh, geez. And she does, and you get thrown into the astral plane, and it's all different, and it's dark compared to like how it always is. It's like totally different this time. And remedy remedy is like the david lynch of fucking video games i feel like i kind of get in that vibe now and i i, re I really like it. i think it's one of the reasons why i like it so much but uh did you play on you said you didn't play on wake right no i did but not, dubs, not dubs you are you are an acolyte for alan wake right you like that game i love that game that's what it, i thought okay it's it's got such like there's a it's literally twin peaks the video game <laughs> well, you, I, I think i'm gonna love that game <laughs> yeah they 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 remastered it right, and then like no one noticed or so. like I feel like no one talked about it. But did you play the remaster? Is it worth? No, getting? I played the 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 uh, the three sixty version that I always had. So well, I'm gonna grab the remaster. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it. picking it up at some point. Um, yeah. but anyway, the thing that happened was there's a giant eldritch creature in this space in the astral plane. It's like the size of a fucking building, and I had to fight it. This pacified. I didn't expect any of this. This is the first time I've encountered something like this. Let and I'm like, I, I feel like I'm over halfway through the game now. Keep talking. I um, mean, what you're talking yeah. about. Because well, if I had to sell the game, I have one video that I I have on my Twitch. I mean, we already it. said we want to play it. Yeah. I well, I'm going to finish. Well, I'm pretty much finished with it anyway, though. But like, um, that that contained the item. It bound it apparently, and I found out there's this is part of the subplot. We're like, why some of these items are acting crazy? Weird eldritch shit in the astral plane is is corrupting it somehow. So I was like, well, that's that was wild. I did not expect that, <laughs> but uh, very cool. Still, I'm getting more into it though, the further I get. Uh, and I played the RE4 demo, and I'll talk about it a little bit, I guess. Uh, uh, it looks great. It uh, looks very good. RE Engine keeps getting better. Uh, I like the way it controls. Uh, it has very, very good hit detection. There's no bullshit where you feel like, oh, I, sh I, 
that's bullshit. I dodged that that axe. No, it, it'll there. The hit boxes in that game are very crispy. Oh, that's <laughs> I feel like good. They're, I feel like they're almost fighting game level. Um, finally, Capcom stepped it up. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never knew I needed that like until I encountered it. Uh, but uh, the knife has changed. Uh, it's got durability to it, but a lot of the knife's functions has changed too. The parry uh, is so satisfying. Yeah, you can do that. Oh shit, knife parry the chainsaw. That's like awesome, but it breaks your knife instantly as it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's other stuff like you can sneak around Silent Snake style and, and murder people. Yep. Uh, so like there's that. there's there's stealth at play now. That was an element that was not present at all in the original game. That is that is a weird thing to think about. Metal Gear Solid zombies. It, just... it makes sense because it's another it's another element of survival horror mm-hmm. uh, is sneaking around trying not maybe trying to suppress some of these enemies or trying not to get caught by them either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that like makes whole, sense. A whole other dimension's been added to this game with that, in my opinion. Well, and well, along the confines of the story too, these aren't just like your classic mindless zombies. It's no. like the Las Vegas thing. Like they're humanoid, like parasitic, whatever bullshit they decided to call it. I remember the they're par- parasites. Uh, fucking, there's Napoleon. He's 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 Spanish. <laughs> there's B. Arthur from Golden Girls. <laughs> you know, you know the part. No, I'm just kidding. You know, as a bad part, reference. You know the part in Departed yeah. where uh, Jack Nicholson is fucking the the black chick and the other chick with coke and cocaine, and you just see like a zoom on face of his eyes all bloodshot. Yeah. That's the Las Plagas in fucking Resident Evil Four. <laughs> They're all just red eyed and shit. Yeah, it's, it changed how they look. They're tougher in this game. I've noticed. Uh, yes. They have like a different phase too. They enter uh, where you'll drop them and then they'll get back up and it'll be like their necks kind of foot broke and they're hunched over. And there's like, you see little tendrils coming out of the side of their head, like Mm. coming out of their ear. And they're like tougher in that state. uh, But they're not, it's not like when the heads used to explode and there's like a big tentacle and shit. Um, We didn't see that yet, but I don't think we're going to see that till later in the game. Like in vanilla. Uh, Yeah. There's also secrets. I, I found out you can get a TMP, and it's like a super weird way that you have to do it. Um, you have to drop all your items before you go into the village square. Everything. Huh. And then there's like a spot over in the left. If you go into the right side of the village where there's like a behind a barn and a house, there's like this weird little well that has like a manhole cover on it. It's always closed, but if you do that, it'll be open, and you can drop down in there, and you find a chest that has a TMP in it and, like, four boxes of ammo for it, so you can, like, go ham. <laughs> just oh, that one, I'm going to do that. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> just that one time with it, you can go ham. The rest of the time, you, if you want to play the demo again, it's going to be in your inventory, but you won't get that ammo again hmm. unless you drop every, all the shit again and try to do it again, I guess. Hmm. But uh, that's cool, and I still think there's like other little secrets that are there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to get them. I'm I'm kind of still like paying attention to see if anybody comes up with anything else. Well, there's like um, that weird like super hard mode that like people were getting that's like, just totally random, and unless someone's figured out a pattern to it, it's supposed to just randomize that you go in and they ask, "Do you want to do this?" And apparently, it's like the difficulty is like way harder. You have one health. You die. You can die in one hit. Yeah. That's what it is. It's pretty much and I heard the chainsaw guy has like a flaming chainsaw or some shit. Yeah. It's just it's it's Resident Evil Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's everything I did. 
Where's everybody going? Bingo. He said it. He said the thing. It was great. Yeah, that 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 saved it. I, up until then, I was like, I hope this is a good game. And then I heard that was in there. I said, this will be a good game. Ten out of ten. <laughs> if it was in there, one out of ten. Uh, uh, Andy, you had yes. some news. Um, it it's partially news and partially a, a public service announcement. They're like it's a reminder for everyone. Uh, Nintendo announced last year or more that they were going to shut down. Uh, 3DS store and the Wii U store, it's time. It's the end of this month. It's the end of March. It's going to be the 27th. It's either 27th or 29th. So if there is a digital game on the 3DS or the Wii U that you want, you need to get it now because it's going to go away at the end of the month. And in addition to that, um, speaking of Capcom doing cool stuff, Capcom is running a sale on the 3DS store right now. I haven't checked the Wii U store. Um, a ton of their games are on sale for $3, like full retail releases. Uh, Resident Evil, The Mercenaries, 3D, $3. Uh, Mega Man Collection, $3. $3. Every Phoenix Wright game, $3. Like, there's a Shit. lot of, like, killer stuff on there for $3. Like, even if it's stuff that you would like to own physically, I mean, for fucking $3. Yeah, you can't go, it, can't go wrong. Hurt. And um, everyone, everyone has a 3DS. I recommend, and I'm stealing this from insert credit. They said this, and I said, oh, we'll say that on my show and sound like I'm informed. Everyone has a 3DS. Download the save data transfer tool for free, just in case, because it's what you need to transfer your data from one 3DS to another. So if something weird happens to your 3DS in five years and you buy another one on eBay and you want to move all your data over, you have to have that tool downloaded. If it's not downloaded, you, all that data is stuck on there. You're screwed. You're not going to be able to Bye. re-download your games anymore. So you need at least it's free and it takes like two seconds to download. Get the save data transfer tool. It doesn't take up any space. Just have it on there as a backup just in case. Um, also, if you guys were willing, um, we're going to have one more show, I believe, to talk about this before it actually happens. Um, next week, maybe if you wanted to bring a few recommendations for 3ds and wii u digital only games just you know for each other and also for listeners i thought it would be interesting didn't they have the rabbits game on the 3ds the mario and rabbits <sighs> no that's switch that's what we, yeah it's, it's switch and there's a sequel now right mm. but uh yeah that also there's like so, certain games that have gone way 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 up in price that you can only get uh, well, that you can only get by either paying like hundreds of dollars or getting digitally. This is going to be your last chance to get some like weird Atlas nonsense or something for a reasonable price. Yeah. Like, I mean, Zach and I have talked all the time about how we prefer physical stuff, but also I prefer like eating sometimes. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I can't afford freaking $80 for every Shibikami Tensei game or whatever. So there's going to be a few things I, I'm, I'm planning on picking up. I was hoping more companies would do that sale thing that 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 good guy Capcom seems to be doing, but that was the only big one I saw going on. I'm going to buy, and I'm going to say this on the air, and a lot of people are going to think I'm really stupid. I'm going to buy Devil's Third on my Wii U. I'm doing it. I've been wanting that game for years. I know it's trash, but it's like $150 now. I'm just going to buy it digitally for 30 bucks, and I'll just have it. <laughs> I'm going to get there you go. 3D. Yeah, like, it's 3 bucks. Might as well. I remember, che I, I think I checked it out or I played it. It was like my last year at GameStop or whatever that mm -hmm. came out. I was like, this is kind of cool, but I don't think it's worth like the full price that it came out right now. Yeah. 
but three dollars <laughs> i was also thinking about picking up uh snake eater 3d because the price of that shot up but i would like to have it it's neat because you can oh, take yeah, pictures right. and use it as your camo oh, that's so cool <laughs> i totally i totally forgot they did that Damn. yep this is gonna be your last chance to get it for not 100 bucks God, do i gotta buy a fucking 3ds god damn it <laughs> um uh, also an additional part of the public service announcement you cannot add nintendo credit on your 3ds or your wii u anymore but if you do it either on nintendo.com or my nintendo.com or on your switch it'll appear everywhere so just do it on your switch and move over to the other store whatever you want to buy there it is but i just want to make sure everyone knew that because a year down the road, you're going to be watching some YouTube video, and it's going to be like, underrated digital-only Nintendo gems, and it's going to talk about Pushmo, and you're going to be like, oh, man, I should have downloaded Pushmo. That game looks fun as shit. So, you know, now's your chance. There you <laughs> go. But yeah, that's all I got. All right, Chaz, you said you had something about the Oscars. Oh, no, just, the Oscars happened. Some people won. It was kind of feel good. Hooray. Short round. Good job. Short round got you know hugged by fucking Indiana Jones. I saw uh, I saw a really funny meme circle. this morning, and it was just um, short round and Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom, and it said does not have an Oscar, has an Oscar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty funny right there. Damn, how did that happen? <laughs> That's rough. I'm sure Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit though. No, he doesn't care. He just he just acts to to get a paycheck. He's yeah, waiting for Indiana Jones to fucking die. And... Yeah, but it, it was kind of interesting to see he he got an Oscar and Brendan Fraser got an Oscar and Jamie Lee Curtis got an Oscar. Like all these people that like have been in the business for a while, and it's cool to see them get acknowledgement for doing something as great as it. I haven't seen the whale. I'm interested in seeing it, but I did see yeah. everything everywhere all at once. And that movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well deserved movie of the year. So, but I, I could give two shits about the Oscars anyway. Yeah, like, like I said, it's it's fun for conversation's sake. But I didn't watch it, and I never will watch the Oscars. I don't give. A, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna watch the industry like jerk itself off. Like, I just want to have the conversation of, oh, you thought this movie was the best? Oh, I liked this one. That's that's what I'm interested in. I the only th- without the Oscars. The only thing I found funny is that the NPR like said that Michelle Yao identified no, as identified Asian. I was like, what are you talking about? Yes, <laughs> you fucking dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the road we're we're going down. People are start identifying as different races or something. I, don't know. Man, I identify as a hand breaded chicken tender. I'm a Martian. Thank you very much. I identify yeah. as an ENT. Um. Anyway, ENTs. Forgot about the the Lord of the Rings, Odalaryngology edition. You guys made me nervous because I was fucking making a joke right now, and all you guys were silent. God damn it! I fucking failed another joke. No, again. I, was, I, was I, I, stra- I was a bit stretch. I straight up forgot. <laughs> if, you, if you're alone in the forest and and Dubs tells a joke, does it make a sound? No. How long does it take him to tell a joke? Uh, uh yeah, true. Anyway, uh, someone should ask the ENT. Yes, ENTs. So Zach, a m- <laughs> movie again. What what's the first movie we're watching? The Searchers. The searchers. Look for it. Make sure you watch it and then come back next week. And we're about to get Western on y'all. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> time to sign out, guys. Catch us on all podcasters, and we will see you next week. Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.
Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Bounce, 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 bounce. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Bounce, 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 bounce. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. Hopes me forget about my cancer.